Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode. And is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome back to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast glad to be with you for episode number 47 on this monday labor day september 4th 2017 i am joe morata alongside the one and only michael quinn how you doing there michael howdy doody happy labor day to you sir yes nice day off from work today very good very very good folks we hope you're enjoying your day off and if you are working uh sorry yeah we apologize we're, we're not, because we're obviously doing this. Yes. This we, is live. We're not. We can't be doing the work and this at the same time. Exactly. So, oh. But if you are off and you're listening to us, thank you for enjoying our vantage point on your Labor Day. And uh, we, of course, Quinn, are here to walk our fans through the world of retro wrestling. That's what we do here. Mm. Did you yeah. know that? Oh, I do know it. It's not the current wrestling. No. It's the retro wrestling. Yes. You know what retro means? Old. Old. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I, I'm sitting pretty on some old stuff. I got that SNES Classic pre-order. Yeah, you got that. That's right. Yeah. Good it, stuff right there. It has there. no wrestling games on it. Nothing? However, it's old. It is old. Just like retro. So it is retro. That's yeah. very, very true. Folks, if you want to talk about anything retro, you can, of course, tweet at us at OVP Podcast. Feel free to give us a follow. Send us the uh, the Giffies or the Jiffies, Quinn. Yeah, but not anything retro. Like, don't send us, like, old... Like um, Abe Lincoln pictures. Abe Lincoln, yeah. Or, like, cave paint or something. <laughs> and of course, you can email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is ovppodcast at gmail.com. And Quinn, we have a website, ovppodcast.com, correcto? Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, <laughs> now, this website yeah. has the Retro Wrestling Podcast on it. That's right. And all the links associated with said podcast. That's right, said podcast. Yeah. Including said suggestion box. Yes, where you can click on it. It says suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> then it sends you over through a hyperlink. It's a new thing. The hyperlink, uh, yes. And, and then you end up on a, like an Excel spreadsheet, mm-hmm. but it's on Google, so it's not really Excel. It's Google. And then you write down the suggestions you have for this podcast. You put like Rushmore's mm-hmm. or why they bother. You can even put like miscellaneous yeah, so sure. that maybe we'll talk about it later. Yeah, or reviews, whatever you want us yeah. to do. Uh, was that website made in front page? No. <laughs> it was made on uh, WordPress. WordPress. I feet. Yeah, something like that. Now, another place you can talk to us, folks, it's a very hot, tight-knit community there, and that's, of course, our Facebook group, Quinn. Yes. It's very hot over there and heavy. Um, there's... All sorts of things you can talk about. You can say, oh, man, that Rushmore sucked. or That was the best Rushmore you ever did. Or, you know, just whatever you think of it. Or if you have any suggestions Mm -hmm. or whatever. If you just want to throw random crap on there, too. That's wrestling. And it's old wrestling. Old wrestling. Retro wrestling. And they they do have to uh, request approval to be joined. Yes. Right? And we do approve everybody. Pretty much. You haven't denied anyone yet. I have not denied anyone. Maybe you'll be the first one of you out there. (laughs) uh, Well, if we get any bots, like, Mashlava or from anything. Russia. I'll have yeah. to look out for that. That's a good point. Now, Quinn, we are still host on SoundCloud, so that's good. They're still afloat. Yeah. They aren't retro yet. <laughs> no, not yet. But if you want to listen to us, you know, not on SoundCloud.com, right. there are some places, Quinn. Yes, you can go over to iTunes mm-hmm. slash Apple Podcasts. iTunes is the retro part. Yes. It's now Apple Podcasts. Yes, it is. And on there, you can hit the subscribe button, and then the podcast teleports into your phone every week. <laughs> yep. Don't ask me how. 
because I'm from the past. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. I don't understand how that works. I don't get it. And over there, you can leave reviews. Yes, those are nice. Yes, on the reviews, it tells the other fans what the podcast is like. That helps us. That does help us. And it's good for you, too, because you get to see your name on the little thing. It's (laughs) it's, it's terrific. Also, you can find us on Google Play Music, Stitcher, Uh Blueberry. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, Well, it it is Blueberry. And various other places. One of which, Quinn, is the placetobenation.com. That is, of course, the only place to be in your pop culture world and mine, too. Sure is. (laughs) And you can find a number of great podcasts on there. Uh, the Place to Be podcast is a good one. We happen to be on there, so feel free to listen to us on there, too, if you'd like. And our little brother show. Yeah, Petey. Petey Winson. He does Greetings from Allentown every Thursday on the Pro Wrestling Only feed. A lonely, lonely one-man show. Well, uh, sorry, Petey. We all, we, we all can't have great partners like Michael Quinn. Oh. Why, thank you. <laughs> so, anyway, folks, to start the show today, we are going to ask, why did they bother with something? And I have the honor, I guess, or dishonor of picking that one. Honor? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, the honor. Yeah. And this is actually a request, Quinn. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. So, uh... So it's not your honor. It's not my honor. It's someone else's honor. And the honor goes to A.J. Smith. Ah. On the old suggestion box there. Oh, there he is. He wants us to know, why did WWF bother Quinn with the gobbledygooker? It's the gobbledygooker! Exactly. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. they bother, but I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out, folks. I'm sure if you know anything about the WWF's boneheaded decisions, this and one they, has to come up. There's so many. <laughs> but yeah. this this is a earlier boneheaded this decision. Is, yeah, this is pretty bad. Yeah, in the annals of bad decisions <laughs> yes, by, the, annals, by the WWE. It's not going to go down in the annals. In Survivor Series 1990, Thanksgiving, you know, 1990, the WWF decided, you know what, we're going to hatch something from a giant egg. (laughs) So for weeks and weeks, they're hyping up this egg, this mysterious egg that I guess somehow, you know, traveled from arena to arena. So it was just like there. Well, how do you know that? Because they only just showed it. Maybe they were at that arena you know how like george and billy or whoever they were sit at arenas oh you know, okay how they, so they revealed just, later on that that's a thing it was just in that one arena the whole time yeah, you think? yeah Gene that, would just go back and check on it or yeah, something. yeah sure that's what it was yeah and they kept hyping like what's gonna be in this egg is it a dinosaur <laughs> that would have made sense <laughs> by the way is it a new wrestler you know what that is it made a lot more sense right so, come Survivor Series 1990, we got Gorilla Monsoon and Roddy Piper on commentary. We cut to Gene Okerlund, and it's over by that like interview platform yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah. used to have. Yeah. And Gene Okerlund's like, oh, give me a break. What's in the egg? Yeah, basically. So, it, it starts hatching, you know, conveniently live on pay-per-view. I mean, it was in an incubator, I suppose. <laughs> and, you know, they had a clock, and they were like, well, it's supposed to hatch now. I guess so. So, out of... <laughs> I can believe that. Out of this egg comes a... Man in a turkey costume that would make Jim Henson, like, give up ever doing Muppetry. Yeah. That's how bad this thing looked. Yeah, it was pretty awful. It was a weird kind of turkey-looking thing with, like, golf ball eyes and tights on. (laughs) Yeah. And... Skinny legs. It just clucked around, and it was like... And Gene Oker was like, oh, give me a break! The gobbledygook! What's up with the gobbledy? (laughs) The gobbledygook! A lot of us are looking forward to seeing this gigantic egg wherever that came from i'm sure it had to hurt oh oh there it is what What is it (laughs) what in a world what what is with the gobbledy the gobbledy goo 
Don't tell me you're the gobbledygooker. You've got to be kidding me. Are you the gobbledygooker? Yeah, and then they like start like dancing in the ring or something. And the crowd boos the whole freaking thing. Gorilla doesn't say too much because you can clearly tell that Gorilla's like, this is fucking stupid. Gobbledygooker's got him going here. Roddy Piper's like, oh, it's so great. Yeah, well, Piper was like the kid friendly. Like, it's like, it's like, well, I guess this is for the kids. He's like the Balky. Yeah, it's like he just goes along with it. He's like the Balky or the Urkel of WWE. Yeah, basically. Oh, this is great. Look at that. Gee golly. (laughs) But basically, what happens is this man in the turkey costume starts flipping around doing comedy dancing to Turkey in the Straw with Gene in the Ring. Everyone boos. It's funny because I always, in my brain, remember it as. Like Hillbilly Jim's theme playing. <laughs> it's similar, actually, yeah. that hoedown style, yeah. you know? And uh, then it makes a few more like host show appearances. Yeah, I don't ever remember it being on other TV. And that was it. Come on, everybody, and get up off your feet. Come on, gobbledygooker, and do the bird with me. I said, bird, bird, bird. Bird, bird, bird. Bird, bird, bird. Bird, bird, bird. It's funny. I There's also like, rumors that he wrestled or something i, I don't guess. think he ever did and and that that always is that joke with sean mooney Gobbledy- i'm sean mooney and the gobbledygooker is set for action right exactly you know what? sean listens to us sean mooney if you're out there can you please make a clip that says i'm sean mooney yes and the gobbledygooker is set for action right just so now that it's real now that we have that canonized yeah exactly <laughs> but back to the gooker quinn yeah first things first <laughs> why did they do this <laughs> with thoughts okay <laughs> Let me get into some fan theories Go or ahead. my theories. Sure, this will be entertaining. Okay. Here's my thinking here. Go ahead. Is that there was an original plan. You like, think so? It, yes. Like, why would you do this otherwise? Exactly. Right? Yeah, That's I, I, my thinking. Yeah, exactly. Right. My thinking always has been, and I know it's wild and crazy, but that they were talking to Ric Flair <laughs> and that he was going to like woo out of the egg and woo. And then, you know, that would be that. Okay. And I know that's stupid. My count, yes. I know that's stupid, but let me plead my case here. Go ahead. 1990 was a different place than, like, late 91. (laughs) Okay. You know that. Like, it's way more gimmicky in 1990. Yes, okay. There's a little bit more grit in 91, yes. Right. By 92, we're, like, way more gritty. Yeah, there's some grit. As far as your old-time characters. Some polenta. Yeah. Yeah. So, I could see them bringing Flair in, maybe not as a chicken or something. However, a, you know, he's just very flamboyant, so he comes out of an egg. Wait, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. How do you draw a straight line between flamboyancy and coming out of an well, egg? Well, because he's wild and crazy. He woos and stuff. It's one thing if he's coming out of a giant birthday cake. Why, is it, why would Ric Flair make his debut hatching? I don't why would know. he hatch from an egg? Well, because it's Survivor Series, and it's what? time for turkey. Quinn, like do you hear for- what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, but you have to put yourself in the mind frame of 1990 WWF where everything is kid-friendly and cartoony and goofy. Quinn. And just think of it that way. Ric Flair coming out of a fucking egg is what you're saying. Ric Flair dressed up like the Scorpion Man or something. The what? Scorpion Man, what? Remember the when he was the masked black scorpion? In yeah, w- but that's w- a lot better than coming out of an egg. 
That's I, how you I'm want this say- former NWA and WCW champion to make his saying, debut is out of an egg. I'm just saying Ric Flair was never above doing goofy stuff. But to make his debut on national pay-per-view television. It's Vince McMahon in 1990. That's true. And apparently this was Vince's idea, according yeah. to Pat Patterson. The whole thing was Vince's idea. Now, that's one theory, right? Fine. So let's say they did have, let's say it was Ric Flair, right? Right. That they Or... Any wrestler, for that matter. We know that they people were jumping from show to show then. But why is that the best way to debut somebody? Is that of an act? No, I know. I, that, I'm not defending it. Come However, on. it explains why what came out of the egg was what it was. Okay, but let me ask you a question, Michael. If The Undertaker, who did debut that night, right? Uh-huh. If he had hatched from a <laughs> fucking dinosaur egg, would he, he would have been killed out of the gate. Right. Which they realize, see, this whole Gooker thing. Yeah, the Gooker like, debacle. The reason the Gooker, to me, just never went anywhere is because it's basically like they had filmed this and put it on TV already. So, they, so they're, they, they're by the balls, so basically. by the time they get to Survivor Series, they're like, well, something has to come out of it. And then they just like, it's just, he's like the aborted idea. That's like what the gobbledygooker is. He's a bad yoke. Yeah, it's like, it's like he's like a mutant or something, right? It's like, oh, this wasn't the new wrestler child we wanted. We're, we're sorry. Yeah, and they just he goes and gooks away. And what? Just, he's just gone. One of the sad things about it is, is it was actually a pretty talented wrestler, Quinn. It's Hector Guerrero. I know. It's no slouch under yeah, but there. I guess he was looking for a paycheck or something. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Bill Apter and talking here with my old friend Hector Guerrero. And Okay, let's talk about the gobbledygooker. The gobbledygooker was a good thing. That was meant for the kids. And I'm pretty strong on that because you know what? Because I teach children. Okay, well, you're very passionate about that. No, I'm very passionate yeah. about it because people have made a mockery of it. It was a good idea. It was a right idea. Maybe at the wrong place and at the wrong time. But it's, it needs to be clarified and be made, put in right in history that that idea was not a wrong idea. It was a good idea. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Now, back to our show. And, uh, you know, they obviously would poke fun at themselves, the WWE, you know, showing how hip and meta they were. Yeah. In 2001, as early as 01, they brought back the Gooker for the gimmick battle royal. Yes. It still sucked. Yeah. They actually misspelled it as gobbledygooker, which always bothered <laughs> well, me. Well, it's who cares? It's a gobbledygooker. I'm just saying, at least get it right if you're going to make fun of your own he history. He literally gobbled for like five minutes in the history of WWF and then disappeared into the sunset. So why do you think it's so fondly, or I guess not fondly, but so notoriously remembered? Because it clearly, the hype surrounding it, People thought it was supposed to be an important thing. And it's when you're a kid, that disappointment was probably like really crushing. Like we weren't watching in 1990, but if we were like eight years old and that's what came out of it, it's like, wait, what? Like, that's a good point. Like you were used to getting what you wanted when you watched WWF back then. (laughs) It's true. That's a good point. You know, folks, if you have experience, firsthand experience, actually seeing this happen live, let us know what you thought it was going to be. Let us know what you know you thought when it actually came out of the egg. I can say, Quinn, when I first saw that on VHS, right? I hadn't heard of it yet. Me either. I thought it was really like stupid, and I was young. No, I thought I was, it was stupid. I was too. young, but I can see being live, and we're coming off '89 in the '80s in general, and the WWF's hot. It's like. Nothing they can do can be wrong. So it's like, eh, egg, okay, let's see who it is, right? And then it's just a chicken or a turkey or whatever he is. I don't even know if he's a turkey because they don't call him that. They just call him the gobbledygooker. 
Yeah, By the ahead. way, we forgot to address. Yeah. You keep calling it like a dinosaur egg and stuff. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it being like, say they just were like a week before they were like, oh, this isn't going to work, right? <laughs> a week before. Took well, them that long to realize I, that? that oh, I'm under, I'd say as I, soon as they were setting up a giant <laughs> egg in an arena. Listen, I'm under the thinking that they knew this wasn't it. Like you think, but it took them like doing a couple segments, before, like just like the Missy Hyatt show and all that, <laughs> you know. So like they get there right, and they're like, okay, we got to just something's got to come out of this, and then we'll forget about Who's it. Who's saying right? that, Pat Patterson? You think? Yeah, yeah. something got to come out of the fucking neck, right? Exactly, and then we forget exactly. about it. So you know, you keep calling it a dinosaur egg. Dinosaurs are like hip in 1990. Why wasn't it just like a guy in a T-Rex outfit and then he just roars away and that's the end of it? Like, <laughs> why is this whole chicken dancing with Gene thing? Like, no. Yeah, it took him a lot of time, too. Yeah, yeah. It's like 15 minutes. That's all, I'm, that's all I'm getting at is that, like, that was the lamest option they could have picked. At least if it was a dinosaur, it'd kind of be memorable. It's like, that's weird. And then it just, like, never, well, you know. Dinosaurs were a big deal. I mean, Land Before, Land Before Time had just come out a few years yeah, earlier. Jim Henson's dinosaurs would come out only two years, three years later. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Yeah, like 93 or 92. Did it come out? Yeah. yeah. It wound up being... A big turkey. And yeah. I guess that is the most memorable thing to say about it. It was a giant turkey, I think, right? But it was like f- fluffy. It, was, yeah, it looked I, like it was made of like a pinata. Yeah. It made, it, the whole thing is weird and I don't understand it. And I don't know what the line of thinking was if it wasn't going to be like, let's say that it was going to be that the whole time. Because it might have been. Not. Why would they do that? Okay. Well, if you want to talk about that, right? Yes. If that was like the. The aim from the beginning, right? Yeah. My thinking is this, that mm-hmm. it just chalk it up to WWF as a cartoon in 1990. It really is at that point. Yeah, that's true. And, and they just thought, oh, this is festive. It's like, uh, it's Thanksgiving. And it was just like time filler. You know what the funny thing is about it? Even though a lot of people seem to like, you know, have these horrible, you know, memories of it or make fun of it a lot. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. It was like five minutes. And it really, it didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. If they weren't going to bring in Hector Guerrero as a wrestler anyway, it didn't hurt him. No. No, it didn't. I mean, because back then people weren't like, that's Hector Guerrero. No, no, People only talked about it after the fact. I'm I'm sure Dave Meltzer knew because someone told him. He's not in a match or whatever. (laughs) He wasn't in a match. Yeah. But I don't like the fact, I will say this, just because I think just WWE annoys me sometimes, that now they like think they're good by making fun of it and being oh, like, Oh, I hate that too. Look, look how stupid we were. Well, it was funny the like one, the time, one time at like WrestleMania 17 where everything was good mm-hmm. and everyone's happy and it's like, oh, with these happy times and let's reminisce about the Gooker for five seconds yeah. and like blah, blah, blah. But then they like, he came back he, recently. He just keeps coming back. Jimmy, uh, Gobbledy goose. So, um, I like that. I like that. Um, happy Thanksgiving, guys. They're like, ha ha, look how lame this was. Yeah, it's I know. Like, we were in on the joke the whole time. I know. Like, it's, like, it's the same thing with like, that big fat guy, Big Dick Johnson. They think yeah. like that's funny still to bring that up every now and then. Yeah, well, they, they, I don't know. They just, Vince is always like, I'm good at making fun of myself. You, you ever notice he says that? He's been saying that for years. It's like, I'm such a good sport. Like, is, he brags. He, he brags about how good of a sport he is a lot of the times. He's like, remember when they threw me in the pool? Like, he always brags about that. Is he really a good sport, though, you think? I don't think he is because you. You wouldn't brag that you're a good sport if you were a good sport. <laughs> he he notes multiple times, like in his life, where somebody played a gag yeah. on him, and he brags about it forever. That's true. Like, like when Shane threw him in the pool, or whoever, right? Right. With he Shane. that was like twenty years ago, <laughs> and he still is like, "See, look how good of a sport I am." 
Shane and, and Pat, they threw me in the pool. Like, <laughs> what? Well, folks, we want to know, do you think they should have bothered? I mean, you know what? Why not? I'm going to say they should have. I, why I not? don't care either yeah, way, to it, be honest with you. Exactly. Good, if it being bad, it's still a funny memory. It's stupid. If it was good, great. Yeah. Like, whatever. It's freaking 10 minutes on Survivor Series. That's not even that good anyway. <laughs> <than> the Undertaker. <laughs> Yeah, as we've talked about it, I've kind of softened on it as these, you know, 15 minutes have gone on because really there's been worse things that they've done. Yes, much worse. And we want to know, folks. So tell us why you think they should have bothered with something. AJ Smith, thank you very much for the pick. Well, we're going to go cluck off right now. But when we come back, we've got Mount Rushmore and Death Valley back after this. The gobbledygooker is hatched here. Yep. Was it always supposed to be this? Yes. Yeah, really. 100%. 100%. Here he is again, the White House press secretary. No, 100%. It was supposed to be. So from Why in the fuck do the facts piss all you people off? You always think it's... Because the rumor didn't you want to know because, because no. of the dirt sheets. They said it's supposed to be Rick Flair. No, it's supposed I didn't to be the Undertaker. It's supposed it says to be this guy. It's supposed to, to be just... that guy. It was always the gobbledygooker. It was always designed to be a mascot that Vince wanted to have, similar to the San Diego Chicken, that could go out and entertain people at the house shows and sign autographs and do things and and go up into the stands and get people excited and give away t-shirts and all this stuff but look at it i mean but the thing was that the thing it has nothing to do with the dirt sheet it's just that why the hell you dress like a chicken i'm not chicken you're a turkey from Harley Race to Hulk Hogan, Ray Flair to The Rock, Sting to Steve Austin you're listening to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast and welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for joining us on Labor Day for episode number 47. Quinn, it's time for our fan favorite segment, Mount Rushmore and Death Valley, where each week we will put four of the best of something onto Mount Rushmore and four of the worst go down into the desert of Death Valley. Quinn, you have the pick this week. Yes, I do. All right, what do we got? Well, this one's a request from Filippo Festuccia. All right. And it is... The Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of Comebacks. Comebacks. Yeah. Like comeback runs? Comeback runs. Oh, that'll be good, actually. That's a good one. And I think there's going to be a lot of discussion, too, on what is a comeback run because, you know, guys say they retire sometimes. And this <laughs> That's <and> that. true. <laughs> so I, I, I think it'd be interesting to kind of work through this one together. Okay. And figure this out. So I have the pick. You have the stick you got it yes very good Quinn. very very good all right well the first one that comes to mind is someone that we all thought was done i think which would be Shawn michaels yes in 98 Mm -hmm. at wrestlemania 14 he wrestled what what a lot of people thought honestly was going to be his last match or at least going to be his last match for a long time and it was for four years yes four years that's a long gap in a wrestler's career especially at his age yeah he was only 33 almost when he when he went down to injury right he was young he was still 32 technically right he was like our age practically yeah he was young he was still in the prime of his career right and he came back in the SummerSlam (laughs) of 2002 was his first match back and if you remember Quinn he didn't think he was going to wrestle more than that yes if I remember correctly as a Shawn Michaels fan he said in things that you know he just wanted to wrestle once so his kid could see him wrestle or something and you know that was going to be that and he he had that great street fight against Triple H remember he was wearing the jeans yeah Shawn Michaels
And that was awesome because that was built off of the fact that Triple H, you know, talked shit about Shawn Michaels the night after he retired and said he dropped the ball and all this stuff. And you got all mad at Triple I, H. I was mad for like four years about that. Like as an HBK fan, I was like, who is this asshole? Like, he's nothing. Like, and he's going to act like he's better than Shawn Michaels, the, the champion? Yeah, he's not better yeah, than Shawn Michaels. Exactly. And so, you know, they come back and there's this bad blood and... You know, they have a match, and it's awesome. And then Sean's like, you know what? I can take on a full-time schedule. And he did. Yes. Until 2010. Yes. <gasps> Ten. Yeah, it's a long time. And like, had, almost another decade. He had eight more good years in him still. Yeah. And he had some great matches. The Undertaker Classic. Yes. At he, Wrestle 25. He had good matches with John Cena. Kurt Angle. Yes. He had some really good... Triple he, H. He main-evented WrestleMania yeah. with John Cena. <laughs> By accident, By too. By accident. But he was, like, the best thing they could go to. Yeah, exactly. They're like, all right, Sean, it's you. And he did, and he yeah. was great. And then he beat Cena on Raw right after that. That was awesome. He had a remarkable comeback run. Right. Like, really. He pretty much had a second career. I, I always consider it that way. Yeah. Like, there's part A and there's part B. Yeah. And I do. I can't find any good reason that he shouldn't be number one no, on I this. No, I mean, if I'm thinking of comebacks, that's, like, the best comeback. That's like, the there's, ultimate. There's no, like, topping that one. No, it's exactly. It's literally, like, untouchable. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I totally agree. Yeah. He came back and he had eight more good years in him. I don't know any <laughs> other wrestler like that, that. And that the work the kind of matches yes, he did and good years yeah, after the comeback. The Jericho feud. Yeah. He put over John Morrison in a right. tag match. Like he did a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Look at that! Oh, John Morrison! With sweet chip music of his own, his own super kick! And Vance fell into the cover! And Vance and Morrison stole one! He wasn't just like the part-timer, like the once every few months. Yeah big match like he did he worked raw matches yeah smackdown matches and to a certain effect i know we don't like it but he also did like feature matches like with hulk hogan he did you know like he would do anything and he, and he, was, he was always entertaining yeah he never stopped being good yeah Shawn michaels came back on a high note and went back out on a high note right and for that i think we have to turn our keys here and put him on as number one yes Alrighty. And folks, let me just say real quick before I throw over to Quinn that if you at any time have an agreement or disagreement about our Mount Rushmore and Death Valley picks, feel free to shoot us an email, tweet at us, or of course, talk to us on Facebook because we want to hear from you. We there, Sometimes we just forget stuff. Yeah. We don't think of stuff, so we want to hear what you have to say. Quinn, who do you got? I think for my next one, I want to nominate Rick Martell. WCW. Yes. Awesome. This, this was like out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, and I mean, this is... Very short, yes, compared to what we just talked about, yes. But man, he was up there in age. He was about forty three, forty four yes. when he came back, and and this is ninety eight WCW folks. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere comes Rick Martel, right? And I was like, is he capable of doing this? Mm -hmm. So he comes back and he's wrestling like good matches in the TV division. Yeah. But you know, it's so exciting to be part of WCW because it is no doubt the biggest wrestling organization in the world. No one really, I thought he was just kind of there to job, but he, so was, he was kind of winning for a little bit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he gets a TV title match with uh, Booker T, I believe. And he wins. And he wins. <laughs> Like, what? Yeah, like, this was, like, unbelievable to me at the time. And I, it's still one of my favorite, like, comebacks because Mine too. it was short-lived, 
but it, everyone was just kind of cool with it and yeah. happy about it. It was awesome. And the only reason it was short-lived is because he hurt his knee, not because he couldn't like go anymore. Right. He could have gone. So he he hurts his knee while he's like the champion, I think, right? Maybe. Yeah, you might be right. Was that what led to the... No, they, the they best just of took seven. the belt off of him. The best of seven was because Finley, Finley had it, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, that was a great and little memorable little ditty there. I yeah. love that run. And yeah. I'm not even a huge WCW fan, honestly. They but handled him well. They handled him really well. And watching it at the time, I was very into it because I was yeah. like, holy shit, Rick Martel's like in his 40s and he's doing awesome. Yeah, I felt like sometimes I felt he was better than he'd ever been. More like, exciting than yeah, he ever right. had been for since he turned heel. Because there was an element of like, is he gonna win? Like you, you weren't sure right. because he was so old, and he was facing young guys like Booker T. Booker T. Yeah, was one yeah. of them. That's a really good pick. I want to throw a parallel one at you. It's okay. from about ten years later, in two thousand nine. Actually, it was. Remember when Ricky Steamboat came back for a few months? That's another one. Yeah, that that's another <laughs> like guy comes back really old. Yes, and you're like, huh? And you're you're, <laughs> you're not sure. But then he starts wrestling, and you're like why is this guy better than the roster he, at like yeah. at like 50 something he was like 54 maybe yeah steamboat baby jericho in there's that high cross body lateral press he's got him in a kick at it too and he was really fun i mean it was short again very short i think the feud was with jericho yes it was with jericho because jericho was beating up legends like uh Piper and Snooka at the right. time. Remember but then that? Steamboat comes in and you're like, he's like oh. a credible wrestler. Yeah, he he's credible still. Like, right. and he hadn't been wrestling for years. That was the crazy part. Years. So not at all. Nothing. And he comes back. He's gray haired. You know, a little balding. But I mean, you know, his physique is still somewhat there. Yep. And his capability to be probably one of the most sympathetic baby faces ever. It was only <laughs> enhanced by the situation. By the old. Yeah. Like. He was always a good sympathetic baby always, face, right? Yes. So you add the fact that, oh, you know, he's past his prime and he's old and mm-hmm. he can't really defend himself. And all of a sudden, every match turns into this, oh, he's struggling. Like, mm-hmm. come on, Ricky Simo. Like, yep. just one more, get it in you one yeah. more time, you know? Like, it was really nice to see that. Yeah. So between him and Martel, I don't know, are there any big names? That you think could constitute that had a comeback? This one's debatable, okay. but I want to talk about it. Sure. Ric Flair. Okay, from in, when to when? From when he came back for like, well, I guess when he came back, it was like, I bought Raw, but then it turned into <laughs> him wrestling or something. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because we hadn't seen him since the last Nitro, and WCW had been making him wear a shirt by then. Right. <laughs> so, so, like, everyone I mean, thought his career was I, over. I really thought, like... I guess that match with Sting is the end of Ric Flair. Right, because the, the last year of his career, he was playing up this crazy old man thing. Yeah. He was elbow dropping his jacket. He was giving promos mainly. Yeah. And kind of wrestling in these weird storylines with Vince Russo and stuff. Right. Then he had that like tribute match with Sting. Right, and that seemed like a fitting thought, end, yeah, right? Like, I thought he was done. Yeah. I 52 that, years old. I thought that was that, right? <laughs> like enough, right? 52. Yeah. He comes back, yeah, I bought Raw. <laughs> yeah. The consortium was me, and now you and I are living theater riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheel of dealing, son of a gun. You know why? Because we're partners. What? Oh, my God. Blair McMahon are partners. Yeah. And then he wrestled for six more years. He wrestled for a long time, and in that time, he became a tag champ with Batista. With Roddy Piper, like we talked about yeah. last week, he won the Intercontinental Title. He did. He had it for a little while. He had he had great matches. 
He you know, did. I mean, he had some some decent. He stuff. had a lot of stinkers, but he kind of he kept it going, right? And he was over. And the reason I give him a lot of credit is two things: the longevity of it mm-hmm. after the fact, right? Mm-hmm. And like he seemed like a regular member of the roster. He was right. He, he wasn't, wasn't a special attraction, right? And it was I, just Ric Flair, and he would and he would job to guys, put people over. Mm-hmm. You know, the credibility of beating Ric Flair, and the 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 thinking always was. Well, Flair is the dirtiest player in the game. He's smart, right. so it's hard to outsmart him. Even if, even though he's old, he can still trick you into winning, right? Like, or, or so that he wins, right? Yeah, yeah. The other part of it was the retirement was one of the most emotional things I've ever seen on wrestling. Like, I, you I, cried, I, yeah. I consider it like one of the best retirement matches ever. Like and the night after, leave the memories alone. Yeah, I know, it, it's Quinn. fantastic. I know you know how I have absolutely zero sensitivity to that whole thing. I know, but I, I, it's one of a to lot me, of people do. To me, that's one of the best endings to a RAW I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't argue with you. Yeah. from from a neutral point of view, it, it, it right. was a big deal and it mattered. Yeah. Leave the memories alone. Don't change a thing. And I'll hold you here. But is that a comeback, you think? I think it is, because I I think Flair was done. In everybody's eyes, he was done after. More so than certain other comebacks we might talk about. All right. If that qualifies, you know, I think it does. Yeah. I think it does because it's not like he came back and wrestled a couple matches. No, he, he came back and wrestled for like five, six more years. Yeah. And even though it wasn't the best, it wasn't the worst either. No, it wasn't. And it was like, it was more like a respect, like, holy shit, this guy's still going. Okay. Like, and I had no problem with it, really. I'm, I'm game. Let's put yeah. him on as number two. Okay. Ric Flair for number two. You know, similar to that line of thinking, Hulk Hogan right. left the WWF in the summer of 93. He wrestled in Japan a little bit, yeah, but he was out of the WWF in 93. For all intents and purposes, we were led to believe that Hulk Hogan was finished after, you know, 93. After 93, right. WCW started courting him in the spring of right. 94. He does the thing we've talked about a million times that I hate, the thumbs up press yeah. conference, ticker yeah. tape parade, all that crap, right? But then he wrestles, and he's still Hulk Hogan. Annoying, yes. Yeah. But he's still he's still Hulk Hogan. Right. But I'd say that the whole thing of him leaving in 93, doing the stale act from 94 to 95, and then like the few appearances he did in, in early 96, the yellow and red. Yeah. You can group all of that together if you want and then start the NWO as his comeback run. Yeah. Or you can make WCW his comeback run. But either way, Hulk Hogan had a comeback run in there. Yes. Or you could even count his comeback run when he came back and faced The Rock. In 02. Yeah. There, it, there's a couple can. of different situations with Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah, but he definitely came back. Right. He came. He definitely came back he a couple times. He came back like, to prominence, you know, right, to mattering. Yeah. Right. And I would argue that his NWO run was that, mainly. Mainly, yes. Because uh, you're right. He, he really... People kind of thought that was it. Yeah, I mean, Red and Yellow Hogan was... We heard it when we did that Nitro in 95, people were done with it. Yeah. A lot of people in 94 were sick of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people during the Vader feud were sick of it. Yeah. A lot of people in WWF in 93 were sick of it. But see, we're straddling the line here. Between not it, being over and between a comeback? Right. Does that count as a comeback or not? It depends. I mean, I think in a way it does because... Because yeah. I, would, I would say the, the WWF run is way more of a comeback than the rest of that. The O2 run. Yeah. 
I'll give you that because we had last seen him in 2000. Yeah, and there was nothing wrong with that run until like the Mr. America stuff. But like the yeah, initial the inertia of Hulk Hogan coming back and fighting the Rock was a very big deal. It was a big deal because he had been gone from WCW since the summer of 2000. Yeah. And then he did that one match that is on the XWF, like, you know, that stupid Whatever, promotion. Yeah. He wrestled Kurt Hennig in, like, a he very brief match. He wasn't prominent anymore. No. I mean, I, I again, this is another guy that I thought with the end of WCW, the last thing in WCW seeing him, this is why the company's in the yeah. shape it's in. Like, I thought, okay, we're, you know, that's the end of Hulk Hogan. Right. And here he comes back in a match we thought we'd never see for real. Yeah, for like, real. Hogan Rock. Yeah. Quite frankly, a match I thought I would never, ever see. And then he, you know, he came back and forth a few times with the Michaels thing. He fought uh, Randy Orton. He did a few things. But overall, yeah, I'd say Hogan is probably number three. Right. I think but so. But which run? I, I the, wrote, O2. the O2. The O2. The O2 comeback. That was just huge. It was almost unfathomable. Forget Hall and Nash because they were a bit younger. And it, right. That was more, like, the, realistic. Yeah. Like, the idea of seeing The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, I really yeah. never thought in my life I would ever see. I never thought I would either. Yeah. And for that alone, it's not like as a wrestle as a match. It's yeah. not like a five star classic. Yeah, but I mean, as a moment, spectacle, the moment. Yeah, as a spectacle. I, I re- do you remember being like just yes. sucked into it, like that? Just the them staring at each yes. other. It was like, what and the s- hell is going on here? Right. Like, and, and so were sixty something thousand fans. Yeah. That was a moment. Yeah, and not like a moment for moment's sake. Like that was one of those unforgettable yeah. wrestling fan moments. I, and that's during a period where it wasn't that great. O two is like okay. It's starting to phase out from the boom right yeah. but man that, hogan was a name that really gave them some juice for a little bit and a tiny bit juice yeah you know what hogan for yeah. three yeah all right so hogan's 2002 comeback run for number three so we've got hogan michaels and flair Right. Pretty big names that made yeah. comebacks. Now, I know we tossed around Martell. I know we tossed around Santana. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> Steamboat. Yeah. Do you have anyone else? What about Roddy Piper? Because, I mean, after WrestleMania hmm. 3, right, he formally retires. Formally, he, yes. And he's gone for like, what, two, two, three, year, two, three two years? Two and a half years, yeah. yeah. He made They Live. Yeah. <laughs> he did a few things in acting. And I think people, you know, that was for the time... I remember it was a little bit emotional. I remember that at WrestleMania 3. And, you know, I know some kid tries to jump in and yes, hug him. Like, does, people, yep. like, didn't want him to go. Yeah, and he and went out on a very high note. He went out on a high note. I mean, that that was one of the better retirements. Actual retirements, yeah. And it gave birth to the Bruce the Barber character, by the way. <laughs> Incidentally, it yeah. did. Uh, and then he came back in 89. I mean, his first thing was the Brother Love show on WrestleMania 5, which whatever. But he started wrestling later in 89. Yeah, and he was doing some good promo work on primetime. He was, and he had a really good feud with Rick Rude that was mainly a house show feud. And Bobby and, and TV with With Bobby. That Bad News Brown thing. Million Dollar Man. Million Dollar Man feud in 91. Flair in 91. Right. Bret Hart in 92 was his big, like, farewell match. Yeah. That's his, like, comeback run, I'd say. His first one was 89 yeah. and 92. Right. That was, he was one of the top guys when he came back again. True. He rarely lost. Yeah. He fought a bunch of guys. He fought Savage in yeah. some very entertaining matches. He fought Mr. Perfect. I, I think that we don't see how good he was because we weren't experiencing it. I think that's one thing by not being around then that we lost out on hmm. is that I truly believe from seeing the reaction from the fans that Piper to the fans Holy was shit. at the level of like a savage 
or yeah, something. Like well, he was he was a big deal. It was like, you know, Roddy Piper's back and he means business. And all the way through that run, he was treated as a very big deal. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like winning the Intercontinental title. How I mean, awesome was everyone that? Everyone was so happy, right? And like people really wanted to see him get even with the million dollar man for all the terrible stuff they did to Virgil yeah. and, t- and Piper's leg. I know that that was like attributed to something else, but I also felt like the million dollar man was part of it for some reason, the th- way they presented it. I think they act like it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. But that whole run, yeah, that that's the best part is he tied into the, the DiBiase-Virgil feud from the commentary table, right? right. And then he feuds with DiBiase right. in 91. Then Flair comes in and has a feud with Piper, yeah, which is not ever really talked about, but it was really good. Yeah, no, Their they late had a 91 feud. feud was really good. Right, it was. It was. Then he wins the IC title. I mean, that's a great run. Yeah, it really isn't bad at all. It, it might be one of the better runs. Like, his true comeback was in 89 to 92. That was his real, his best comeback, anyway. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to compare with Shawn Michaels, Hogan, and Flair, like we just talked about. But Piper, that's a pretty notable comeback run. Let's just real quick run a few things down, make sure we don't forget anything. Okay. I can't say Savage really had a comeback, right? Because he never stopped wrestling all the way. I mean... He still wrestled well, in 94. Yes, but he, when he came back full-time, that was something. Yeah. And I mean, his only other true comeback was um, the one where he was like... 99. Yeah, that, that other wasn't version. wasn't good, though. Yeah. I can't call that, that good. That wasn't great. Austin. Did he like he left in June of O two. I think that might fall under a Death Valley. That that one where he comes back and he was like supposed to lose to Coach or something. Oh, that's O five. Okay, yeah. not that. Yeah, that was shit. Yeah, I don't know. So Austin didn't really have a. Well, you know what, Quinn? His Survivor Series ninety nine run over by a car, and then he's out until like September of the next year. Do you count that as a comeback? And or he's me, just kind of out for injury. Yeah, they explained that he was out and he came back. So it was like, that was it. Like, he was always intending to wrestle it again. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, with Piper, for example, right? Where there's like this big hoopla retirement yeah. match or right, okay. you know, something like that. Then I think Piper's got to be number four. Can you think of anyone else? I really can't. Piper just seems the closest thing to what we're talking about. I think so. And yeah. again, he had hot feuds. He had a few with Rude. Right. And Bobby by association. Yeah. He had the DiBiase Virgil tie in. He had good matches throughout this, he fun kind, matches. He kind of did a lot, if I'm thinking about, you know, what we've talked about. He did a lot of what Shawn Michaels did. He didn't elevate himself to no. the world title. He nope. just, he was there in the mid card and he, he was always a threat and reliable. He kept, he kept things busy and you could elevate somebody through Piper. And he was always a name. Yeah. Always had the fan recognition and support. Right. And people didn't get tired of him, I don't think. You know, no, I mean, I mean like, if you watch them, if you watch those shows back, he is so over. Even like, at WrestleMania eight, yeah, against Brett, yeah, he is so over. Yeah, you know what? I think we can put him on safely yeah. for number four. Mm-hmm. All right, so Roddy Piper for number four. Well, let's recap that there for uh, Mr. Donnie. We have uh, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, and Roddy Piper, their respective comeback runs that we mentioned for a Mount Rushmore. Quinn, let's get right into Death Valley here. Well, actually, I'm going to divert and pick a little guy that's on my desk here. Oh, no. The Superfly, Jimmy (laughs) Snuka. Do you remember that comeback? 89. Shuba, Shuba, Shuba fly <laughs> and he, music and stuff. When he wandered out of WrestleMania 5 and then like left and yeah. then he wrestled and it was horrible forever until he stopped wrestling. Yes. This guy, <laughs> he went from being like a main eventer yeah. to being just, I just felt like there was these years, right, where people were like, oh, you know, Jimmy Snook is going to do something, right? Like, <laughs> like from 89, 90 and sort of 91. Right, like, right, right. And then all of a sudden it's just like, why? 
why is he here? And then anytime he came back after that, whether it was 96, it was that Survivor Series, or he was in the old thing that we talked about in 09. This is a guy that should have been expected to come back and be awesome. Right. Why? Well, you know what? I can understand that, but I have an even better one for you, I think, Quinn. When Ken Patera came back in 87 yes. with the brown hair and yeah, the that, shitty. That one's really, really <laughs> he bad. He was so bad. He looked like Richard Simmons. Just take it easy. We're just beginning. We're glad you're here. And he sucked. He was, like, horrible. Yeah, he couldn't I, wrestle anymore. What happened to him? I don't know. It's like he fell off a chair or something. I, I don't... I guess the boulder took him out or <laughs> something. I guess prison might do that to you. Yeah. Who knows what happened there? He was just, in the, the slammer. The real problem, honestly, was his hair. <laughs> that was the big problem. I'm serious. Like, I know that that's like, <laughs> sounds dumb, but, like, he was known for having a, like, bleach blonde afro. Right. Like, that was his thing. The hair he came back with, it looked like he should be working at, like, GNC or something, yeah. selling you supplements. <laughs> he looked like that guy from that 70s show who's Donna's dad. dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He looked stupid. It like, was really bad. And I couldn't take him seriously. But he couldn't cut a promo anymore. I am so upset at the, the actions that are going on in the World Wrestling Federation, especially from your so-called family, that it's just a matter of time. Like I said before, and I said it to you, Mean Gene, I've said it to everybody. It's just a matter of time when Ken Patera gets in full gear and runs the World Wrestling Federation. He couldn't yeah. wrestle anymore. He used to be one of the most badass heels I've ever seen. Like, yep. I've seen his work. Be- he From was, the 70s onward. He was good. He was really good. And he was like a guy that got Ric Flair into the business. He did. Like, he was known. He was charismatic. Yeah. He, he was uh, fun to watch. Like, to me, before he left, he seemed like a legitimate threat to Hogan. Yeah, in 85. It's like, this guy's 85. in shape, yep. and he's big, and he's awesome, and he's a good wrestler, and yep. he was an Intercontinental Champion. Exactly. It's like, this guy seems like he can do it, and, you know, throws it, a rock, and he's done. Comes back, yells at Bobby Heenan for some reason. Yeah, like, why is it Bobby's fault he went to jail? Bullshit. They, they just acted like none of that McDonald's stuff happened. <laughs> I know. Like, and <laughs> it's that Bobby's Bobby, fault. Bobby did it. Bobby didn't check on him enough in jail or something. Like, Bobby doesn't have other things to do. I get what they're trying to say is because Bobby was managing him right before that, and, like, but it's still stupid. It's, it's like he didn't, like, make him do that. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't know. I think he was one of the biggest falls from grace in terms of, like, what he was and what he became. Yeah, and, I mean, do you think he's up there with Snooka, though? Because I, I, I think they're worse. actually... You think it's worse? I think it's worse. Ugh, that's tough. I think it's worse. I don't know. I got one. Okay, go if, ahead. Let's let's not... Let's hold off, because I think there's a lot of bad ones. Sure. Um, what about Saba Simba? Tony, from At- Tony Atlas. <laughs> like, Tony Atlas, we've watched that 82 stuff, right? They were like. He, he sucked, but he at sucked, least he was but, over. He sucked, but he was over. But also, they were like, this guy is great. Like, they loved him. Yes. And he was a big deal. He was a threat. He was yeah. a tag champion, obviously. Right. Comes back and he's Saba Simba. <laughs> he's Saba Simba, right? I think we just need to get Saba Simba onto any kind of Death Valley. And this is a good time to do it because. Yeah, because that's, that's awful. That's like lower than Patera or Snuka. It is, but it's is more it? Is, do you think too. it's relative to where he was? Because he was never know. like a main eventer. He was a tag champion, though. Yeah, I guess that's still something. I, it is back then. It's something. Yeah, yeah back then it was. Uh, yeah, I, Patera. No. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll go with 
Patera out of those three so far I think so. seems to be like legit. That's a big disappointment. I think Snooka is definitely like he's, possible. He's nearby. Yeah, he's definitely possible. All right. Well, let's let's get Ken Patera in there for number one. Die, die, die. I got one, Quinn. Okay. Speaking of used to be really good. Billy Graham. Yes. <laughs> anytime he was bald. <laughs> basically yeah. after the superstar billy G- graham like thing or yeah, whatever 77 78 after the world champion that version yeah i am the champion i am the greatest i am the strongest this is my belt yeah anything after that karate gi version yeah or what about remember he came back in like 86 and 87 yeah and then his like legs fell off yes. or something and then the whole Jesus Christ Superstar yeah. with... Um, and then he just managed Don Morocco. Don Morocco, yeah. That ru- that was awful. Right. He should... The, a bad comeback is basically like, don't come back. Right. Like, you shouldn't have. You sh- Like, after a couple <laughs> weeks, everyone's yeah. like, this should yeah. never this have shouldn't happened. have happened. Yeah. Whereas a good one, we proved him out the first four that we picked, you know. They last years, yeah. and they're still good. Yeah, exactly. Graham, Graham should not have come back. Yeah. Snooka, I agree, should not have come back. Right. Why, like, why? Yeah. Atlas. Here's the thing. The Atlas thing was the gimmick, though. Here's the thing with Snooka when we're comparing all these. these Sorry to go back to him. No, it's okay. But he should have been expected to be good. Like, to me, that's why it's more disappointing. Yeah, but it's... he was so big. He was. It was a very big deal. But I think the bigger fall from grace is Billy Graham. Oh, it's much bigger because he was the world champion. However, did you really like seeing him show up again? Did anyone really expect much? He looked broken down and crappy that's the point though like why come back don't yeah. come back and he was bad at commentary too he was like, bad at everything yeah karate champion of the world and i will be the next heavyweight wrestling championship of the world he's got to be number two quinn yeah billy graham after like his one good run as superstar sucks yeah he really does <laughs> so you can pick any comeback once he was bald basically and yeah. had the mustache he's got multiple bad comebacks and they're all they're all terrible yeah the only good run he had is the superstar run i put him in for number two yeah if you're you, okay made a, with you it. made a good case yeah that, right. definitely so to join campatera is billy graham for number two die 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 got anyone else what about the ultimate warrior? <laughs> yes, which one? <sighs> They're both terrible, but uh, yeah, 96. I think the '98 one's the worst. Yeah. But the, also the one in WWF with the hat is terrible. <laughs> the also, hat. always the hat. Well, I yeah, mean, I know. he I... come he comes back right, and this comeback, if I recall, this was huge. Was so big. This is '96, like, folks. So he's facing Triple H, who wasn't really a big deal yet at WrestleMania 12. Yep, and this is like WWF needed this at this time. They needed him they to deliver. Because they knew a few things, Quinn. Yeah. They knew that Brett was going to be taking a hiatus. Right. They knew that Razor and Diesel had signed with WCW. They right. hadn't left yet, but yeah. they had both signed. Yeah. So Vince knew he was losing a few big guys yeah. right out of and, the gate. And the Warrior seemed like a sure thing. Oh, yeah. Coming back at that point in time. From our point of view, from yeah. our vantage point, anyway. It's like, it's, it's the fans. ultimate Warrior. How right. could he be bad? Right, right. He was always good before that. And? He was awful. He was nothing. <laughs> he he didn't comes matter. back and he just beats people in two seconds. Yep. And he doesn't want to work with anyone. Yeah. And then he fights Goldust when Goldust had like a knee injury, which I yeah. don't understand why yeah. they did the match. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. He had a, why was he feuding with King? And he wouldn't show up at appearances, too. That was that's what, that's what got him in trouble. That's in what got end. him in trouble. And whatever the controversy there is, you know, he was unceremoniously gone within a few months. However, his yeah. WCW run. So. 
you think it can't get worse than that, right? Like, right. he comes back, and everyone thinks he's going to be the best thing ever, and he's... It's not that he was, like, bad, but he right. just was, like, disappointing, and then he, when he... Once he wouldn't show up, Vince was like, he's gone, right? Yeah, right. Then he comes to WCW, and he's, like, the worst. Like, he's it, really like, bad he's in WCW. useless. And the thing to set the stage for you during his comeback, this is the fall of 98, right? Yeah. So WWF has turned the tide at this point, but it's still very close. Yeah, in the ratings. And again, this is WCW oddly falling into the same trap WWF did a couple years ago. They they thought it's the Ultimate Warrior. It's a sure thing, right? Yep. He became like magic or something. Right. So So they took the elements, right, from the whole Papa Shondo (laughs) storyline and they like transplanted them into WCW. Yeah, he knows like voodoo now. Which was odd, right? And I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because I thought. By 1998, we had moved away from like that Dungeon of Doom style supernatural crap. Yeah. Like it was not there anymore. It was like the edgy NWO, right? Right, street smart stuff. Right. And here comes the magical warrior who can like look at Hulk Hogan in a mirror or something. Right. It's that warrior. Look! Look at that. Look at it. What the? What? Look at. He's in the wall. He's in the mirror. It was so weird. He couldn't wrestle for dick. Yeah. He no. He. Wrestling-wise, he was done. Their Halloween Havoc rematch, the, the Hogan Warrior 2. Yeah. One of the worst things I've ever seen. And I'll give, Ho- I'll give Hogan some credit. Even he really? was a better wrestler at yes. that point. Like, yes, he was. And that's not saying much, but it is, I no. don't know, Like it, it, he just was better than him. He was better than him. The Warrior looked like crap. Right. He just, like, and not physique-wise, just he looked like shit. Like, I just remember just his one Warrior Nation duster oh, he would God, always wear. Yeah, yeah, the duster. And then the promos he cut, in WWF, his promos were fast and unintelligible. Yeah. In WCW, they were, like, slow, and you still didn't know what he was talking about. Nonsensical. Just nonsensical, just way too, like, mystical and stuff yeah. like that. I refuse to make myself less than what I am until you, Hogan, find who you need to be. That, I want to put that on. Yeah, that's that it, was awful. It was trash. So we're putting the 98 one. We're yes. saying that that is worse than the 96 yes. one, which is oh, also bad. <laughs> 96 is bad. 98 much worse. So I'd say yeah. for number three, the ultimate yeah. warrior in WCW. Okay, yeah. Die, die, die. All right. So we have some grit here to get down to because we have put in uh, superstar Billy Graham mm-hmm. when he w- had a bald head and a mustache, you know, any version right. of that. We put in Kempatero with the brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the warrior in, in WCW 98. We need one more. Remember when the Outlaws came back in like 14? Oh, that was garbage. That's retro enough, right? Right, guys? But is it worse than Snuka? <laughs> no. I don't see anything that can top the Snuka. Bruno? 80s? That was shitty. Um, like after the Zabisco thing, that now, was kind of it. Now, do you feel that he wrestled enough there too? Like at the same time, like you know what? I have to give him a pass actually because Bruno was over, yeah, and he wasn't horrible. No, I didn't like it. It felt yeah. always like he was picking a fight with these young guys and not the other way around. You're supposed to be sympathetic for him, but he's acting like a complete asshole. Your knuckle condition? Yeah, he's just like, oh, no respect. Just, Screw you! I'm gonna punch you. Like, doesn't he like punch Randy Savage for like no reason in an interview? One time. Savage is kind of getting a little heated with him, though. Yeah, but I mean, he's supposed to be a professional here. Like, what? What? I mean, that's true. Mean Gene doesn't take shots at Savage when he makes fun of him. Oh, give me a break! Yeah, like, what about a Slaughter? Slaughter came back in like 06 and stayed around forever. That was stupid. 
Not, not offensive long. enough, though. It was always like these one-time things on Raw again. Uh, what about bicycle shorts uh, Duggan or swim trunks Duggan? <laughs> swim trunks Duggan from the two thousands is pretty bad. It is Quinn. Um, it's I, hard I, to justify. <laughs> However, hard I, to justify. I can't personally put it in because uh. I have a. Re- re- like a weird soft spot for it because it was just like he was just towing and like i was just like ah oh, this is fine whatever Folks, when quinn and i used to watch raw together like oh <laughs> seven oh eight and anytime duggan would come out and i'm not exaggerating anytime <laughs> duggan would come out quinn would hoe around the entire freaking room and i would get so upset he was so entertaining like he's just doing the hoe thing and he was like 55 who cares i do he never won who gives a shit are you like, sure he maybe he beat like some jabroni, but like very rarely would he even win a match. Okay, like, fine, fine. Like, he wasn't anything. <laughs> all like, right, all right. Wasn't offensive. Snooka's comeback run though, because he had been gone since eighty five. Yeah, I. And really then he came back in eighty nine. I can't justify this run. It's tough. Yeah, like it's stupid. Like he should be way better than this. His biggest claim to fame is probably losing to the Undertaker at 7, right? Yeah, that's that's, that's probably the, the best part of it. The only thing he did yeah, he that people lost. know. He lost a lot. Yeah. He feuded with like Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. He had the shit stain of a match against DiBiase at SummerSlam 89. And he also comes in in 89 in a time when like the Hulkster's not there as much. So he had all the time to shine. He looked like, like crap. He just looked like junk. He sounded like crap. Yeah. Warlord! Yes, brother. I know you like to go to that gym. He couldn't really wrestle as well as yeah. he ever had. He was past his point of relevance. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say he was past his prime, but like as uh, a physical specimen. He still he looked was older. He looked big and strong. Yeah, I mean, he's like, old, though. Yeah, he was older, but I'm just saying, like, he just didn't live up to it. They were like, he's so good that he just has to make the little fingers at WrestleMania 5, and like, people were like, <laughs> Like, this is great or something, right? Little fingers. You know how he does. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's even he... on his action figure. What about when King Kong Bundy came back in 94? That was weird. Bad, though. Yeah, it was bad. He was back for like a year. What and about was... when Tatanka came back in like... 05? 05. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but was he horrible or was it just like... Yes, he was horrible. Yeah, that's true. He was... And, and then they tried like to make two him... Two years. Then they tried to make him into like a dark mystic Tatanka? dark yeah. Tatanka. Or he like had magic or something. I don't know. <laughs> He was really bad, actually, when he came back, right? Yeah. Wow. He was just a big, fat, like, slob. Like, fat Tonka. Yeah. Thank you. Now, I just, I have to say, though, like, yeah. I can't put it over Snooka. Because, you know, Tatanka in 07, mm-hmm. what do you really expect? Yeah, I don't know, but like, Snooka was kind of old. He was like 45 or something when he came back, wasn't he? It wasn't too far removed to the point where you wouldn't, like, physically believe that Tatanka... Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, Snooka would be something. Yeah, I, I I can see putting him on. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I just don't understand like what your like argument I, is. I just against feel it. like there's got to be something worse. Scott Steiner. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Like at any time that he came back, O2 WWF or TNA. What about Goldberg? Uh, Goldberg, the recent one. O three O no O three O four. It was bad. And, Forget the recent one. Uh, it was. It wasn't like Quinn. If you're talking about expectation versus reality, <sighs> they botched him. He and was he, the champion. I mean, yeah, it wasn't I know, like it they wasn't didn't, good. I can't see him. Is Snooka worse? You think? Yeah, Snooka's worse. I think Snooka. Is there anyone worse than Snooka? I'm trying to think, folks. If you have anyone, obviously let us know. We know we're probably forgetting things. Yeah, I, I think we forgot a big one on Rushmore. What? Brock Lesnar. 
Yeah, I don't know though. Yeah. I mean, he's still wrestling, so yeah. it's too current. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we we can't. That's kind of why I did. I, something I thought like, of catastrophic him. could happen. So yeah, I thought of it him. could end up being in Death Valley. So. Right. I thought of him, but he, his run didn't end yet. Yeah, he, okay. and it's, it's half part time okay. anyway. So Fair it's, it's like whatever. But back to the topic at hand. Yeah, Snooka. Snooka. I think so. I mean, I, I I feel like we're missing something. So, folks, that's where you come into play. Let <laughs> us know by tweeting at us, or you can go to our Facebook group, or email us at ovppodcast.gmail.com. But in the meantime, Quinn, you made a good case for Snooka. Yeah. He went from being one of the bigger, if not biggest, stars in the company in the early 80s yeah. to coming back and jobbing a honky-tonk man and fighting Boris Zukov at house shows. <laughs> yeah. That alone yeah. should tell you something. Yeah, get him in there. Just All right. enough. Number four, Jimmy Snooka. Die, die, die. Well, there you have it, folks. We have a Mount Rushmore and a Death Valley now of wrestling comebacks. So we want to thank Filippo Festuccia yes. for that suggestion. And of course, you can feel free to drop your own into the suggestion box for anything for us to talk about. And you can do that by going to ovppodcast.com. Well, we're going to take a break now. And Quinn, when we come back, we are reviewing something. Yes, we are. Back after this. Now you can get in shape with the greatest wrestling superstar in the world. It's the Warrior Workout. Workout with the former heavyweight champion and the most dedicated man on the planet. Learn how to get rid of those extra pounds or tone and tighten up your body. Whether it's adding strength or increasing your stamina, the Warrior Workout is for you. Now you can get your Warrior Workout video by ordering now. Get in shape with the greatest video workout tape ever made. It's yours, the Warrior Workout video. Order now. Nope. Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Glad to have you with us for episode number 47, and hope you're having a good Labor Day. Michael Quinn, we are reviewing something per your request. Yes, uh, out of nowhere request. Yeah, pretty pretty much. much. It yeah. really was. Oh, you know, I like this period of time. Yeah, which not a lot of people do. You're a bit of an enigma in that regard. I, I don't know. It's just this this show at this time, I'm just a fan of it because it's silly and fun. I will give you that. It is silly and fun. And folks, of course, what we're talking about is WWF Superstars of Wrestling, it was still called. Yes. From November 24th, 1990. And I suppose, Quinn, we should set a little context here. Yes, we should. First and foremost, this is during the era, folks, where Superstars was still their main show. Yes, this is the main program. This is where the stories happen. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah, it's only one hour, it's and it's where everything syndicated. happens. Yep. Depending on where you are in the country, it could be on any given channel. Right. It could be at any given time of any weekend day, Saturday or Sunday, it's usually, usually on Saturday. at like noonish or something. Yeah, here we got Superstars. I remember the Fox 5 the New York one yes. was on at 12 on Saturdays. Yes. Superstars, I always remember just being on at noon on Saturday. That was yeah, like Fox when 5, it was on. That was yeah. when it was on. Now, in 1990, <laughs> interestingly enough, this is two days after the Survivor Series, which we obviously talked about in the first segment. Yes. The infamous gobbledygooker. We'll see if he comes up at all. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> and Quinn, you have been saying said it earlier that this was a gimmicky period of time yes but it's a fun period of time oh yeah i mean just when you watch the intro of this show when we get to it <laughs> literally um, the intro yes yeah, it's like it's insane it's just it's four kids like it looks like 
it belongs with the cartoons. Right. There's no discernible difference. Right. And in 1990, and Quinn mentioned this as we were watching it, that was the year, especially after WrestleMania 6, where things started to change. Maybe for the worse in a lot of people's eyes. I think the biggest change here is we still have that big 80s vibe, right? However, the production quality is way better improved over time to this like apex it is their production quality was was very good yeah 1990 now we start off this saturday superstars again this is two days after survivor series right which was a thursday thanksgiving so this would be the equivalent to like a raw after the pay-per-view perfect basically. exactly yeah and we this is during the era where the ultimate warriors champion of course he had won it from hogan so mm-hmm. he is all over the intro but this is that like infamous or famous electricity intro yeah like you go through some like town or village i couldn't <laughs> tell you that's generated in 3d graphics 3d and it, it you know there's thunder all over the place and all of a sudden like this thunder comes down and it like forms the ultimate warrior and then there's like laser beams coming out of his eyes and stuff (laughs) a lot of people might remember this intro you said to me he's so powerful he is he's like the most he's got an aura around him and he's like a superhero or something and he's got his belt and everything and that's like when he had the blue leather around his belt if you notice now are these powers like in canon would you say like of Did the he, WWF, maybe in WCW, yeah. <laughs> like we were talking about. Like, does he is he able to shoot laser beams out of his eyes? Like, is that a thing? Did do he you think? do that? Did he do that? Maybe on the house show circuit? <laughs> yeah, maybe. He I don't might know. have done like laser beam moves. They had that to no show you only in the intro, right? Just yeah. a, a teaser. It's basically. a little dangerous if he does that too. I mean, I don't no, know. Is. I wouldn't want to stand next to him. Right now, we are hosted, of course, by the host of this show forever. Like yeah. since before it was superstars before time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> McMahon before time here yeah. with not Jesse Ventura because he left in August. Yep. Roddy Piper. Now, yes. Piper is different than Jesse Ventura, Quinn. Yeah, he's a way more excited. Roddy, Roddy Piper. Goofy. He's very facey. He's like, he's like a, almost like a cartoon character by 1990, oh, yeah. right? He's insane. He, and like, everyone loves him, yes. of course. Yeah, I have no problem with him He's here. fun here. Yeah. He's not offensive. He's not annoying. He's fun. Now, they are, of course, from the Market Square Arena green screen. Yeah, one of one of the, the, the better WWF arenas of that time, right? I mean, Market, Market Square, Square yeah. I just felt like they were always at the Market Square Arena. Yep, the first main event, Hogan Andre, you yeah. know, 88 was there. They must have just filmed their all. That was like their new Allentown, right? That was a pretty good standby for them. They went yeah. there a lot. They filmed there a lot. I guess maybe because it was a good-sized arena. It was probably about 14,000, 16,000. Yeah, it's like that medium size it's like right. we don't need to blow out show here no, and no. like take losses on the tapings right? correct but it's a big enough thing where you could do the marathon tv taping there right fill it up a decent enough amount it looks good on tv I right would think. it looks like an arena it looks like an arena exactly yeah. but the green screen aspect of it always cracked me up and you oh, commented a- on it too right yeah so it's like they have that weird green screen where it's like they're supposed to be like at the desk or something sure. right sure <laughs> but like you can see like the the size of the crowd changing. And I don't mean by like the amount of people. I mean like literally like there'll be people, there'll be like a zoom or something. It's right? like they don't sync up the background zoom with the zoom of Vincent Roddy. Right, it's not exactly. Synced That's up. what it is. So the background moves at a different speed when right. they zoom in. But it's very discernible. It's very noticeable. And they they did that forever. Yeah. Like I've seen like 92, 93 superstars with them doing right. it. They were green screening Raw until 95. Yeah, that's ridiculous. When it was taped, it's really funny. 
funny. Especially for a show where they would be like, it's live. Yeah. Like, you, why <laughs> do you need to be in front of a green screen? <laughs> exactly. Then? Vince has a, a, a trademark suit here, the powder blue. Of course. Very, very uh, 80s of him. Very I'll be Vince. honest. Very uh, Vince. I mean, we're on the cusp of the 80s. Like, the true. 80s had just, just ended. That's true. Hair metal was still a thing. Yeah. And Piper is very mad in the intro randomly about DiBiase as usual. Yeah. He just doesn't like Ted DiBiase. Right. Yeah, he just, he never did. You never seen him liking Quinn. What is the question? Anytime we turn on superstars. Yes, I ask you, is there going to be Macho Man? Because they said, <laughs> they like, said they something briefly, like, through the 1,000 things they say at the beginning. Like, they say a lot at the beginning of the show. Yes. And they just, like, briefly mention his name out of nowhere. Yep. But I don't think he was in this. I don't think he was either. Yeah. We'll have to find out. Yeah. So we get our opening contest, and I'm using that term loosely because it's superstars. Right. It's not much of a contest. But it is Mr. Perfect with Bobby, of yes. course, versus Reno Riggins, <laughs> the uh, perpetual jobber. Yes. Re- I, I feel so comfortable with <laughs> right, Reno exactly. Riggins here, right? <laughs> like, this show is wrestling comfort food. Like, Absolutely, like, Quinn. It's just- yeah, Reno Riggins is going to get beat up. Mr. Perfect's going to, like, hit his gum. And, yeah, like, all Bobby's this. there with the towel, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, I guess an important note here, Quinn, yeah. <laughs> is there's a couch or something there's like near a leather, the entrance? Yeah, there's, like, a leather couch. Maybe they were filming the newest edition of Missy's Manor. <laughs> I don't know, but, like... I don't know what that was yeah. doing there. Another note, too, is actually Perfect, believe it or not, is not the Intercontinental Champion right. at this point. The Tornado, Yeah, where's my foot... Yeah, where's Carrie my foot? Von Herrick. But you know what's even more interesting, Quinn, if I'm not mistaken? I'm yeah. winging this, so if I'm wrong, folks, forgive me. He had actually lost it already, but not on TV yet. It didn't air on TV until December. I don't know the dates there. You're I the dates guy, but already. I don't know if he had lost it. It's I think possible. he did. But, but he, but even Tornado still was carrying it at Survivor Series because it hadn't aired yet. Okay, it aired in December when well, he lost it. Well, I mean, there, as we'll discover going through this, there's a lot of chicanery with the taping schedule. Correct, there is. So you said to me, Quinn, it feels like stuff is just going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, love that. That's how you want to feel when you watch a wrestling <laughs> show it's like that this you're not just watching some some random matches like stampede or something oh like gruelingly boring bouts you know yeah, like we stuff had that's deal just with. taped in like just tons of it yeah it's junk this is junk don't get us wrong folks, yeah but it's this not is, good but i mean it's, this is it's like not the, offensive yeah this is like the mcdonald's of wrestling it's yeah. just quick easy not good for you satisfying though. but satisfying yeah and, uh, of course, the uh, gum slap, like Quinn mentioned. Mm-hmm. We get an insert promo with Bobby. Yeah, in a box. In a box, you know, if, those if, little inserts. Yeah, if you can't tell from that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> About how he apologized and apologized to Big Boss Man, but Boss Man didn't accept, so now Bobby's coming for him. Right. And Barbarian's coming for him, now, too. Now, this is the period of time, right, where, like, it was supposed to be Rick Rude, but, like, yeah. he, like, left... Like yes. that funny incident where Bobby gets like cuffed to the yes. thing, and <laughs> basically in in storyline terms, um, Jack Tunney suspended Rude indefinitely right. for making fun of Boss Man's mom. <laughs> what? <laughs> in real life, Rude was just like, "I'm done with you guys." By the way, that is the stupidest thing ever, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Because people have done like a lot worse, even by 1990. That's like true. and not been suspended indefinitely. Yeah, like like suspended for trash talk, like your your mama jokes. <laughs> yeah, like, really, like <laughs> snaps too. Yeah, so it's ref- insane. <laughs> referee is Freddie Sparta, by the way. Riggins with a big body slam and a drop kick for two, but mm-hmm. perfect quickly 
quickly regains control. This yep. is superstars after all. Yeah. Bobby just randomly wipes his face for him. Yep. <laughs> Remember yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. And a perfect plex gets the win. That's how you do a squash. Yep. This is why Superstars is good. And this is what I want to highlight with this show. We watch a lot of like syndicated programming and review it on this show, right? We do. This is like the gold standard. Like this is how you package this stuff. Like after this, there's like a replay yep. where it like it shows like the beginning of the match him coming in the ring for one clip, right? Yep. The second clip is like Mr. Perfect like kind of losing. Yep. The next clip, perfect plex, perfect plex, and the last clip is him celebrating. Like that's like you just and the match is like um three minutes or yeah, something. Maybe, like right? yeah, and it make, make the clips look like something went on in this. You're like, absolutely right, Quinn. This is tight to the point, concise. Then we have a little after party here because Bobby helps up Reno, and then yeah. perfect just takes his ankle out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the insult to injury. He can um do that to the tornado. Yeah. So <laughs> Piper, by the way, sounds like Daffy Duck a little bit. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's, he's just babbling. <laughs> it's right? funny. And it's it's great because it, yeah. again it feels like stuff is going just, on like yeah. he's like talking about stuff and he's just like ah, well, Mr. Perfect, ah. <laughs> this is the this is the epitome of that over the top circus like carnival atmosphere that yeah. WWF excelled at mm-hmm. whether you like it or not right they were good at it exactly that's all what, what this you, is trying to be it's doing it correctly yeah it's not try they're what they're not trying to be is NWA right it's the complete opposite it's like this is entertainment. It very clearly. Yeah. They they don't take it this too is seriously. Not sports no, this in is any not way. sports yeah. at all. We have update with Gene Okerlund, courtesy of the Hulkamania Forever VHS cassette, Quinn. Oh, wonderful. So this is an interesting recap here. We recap the recent Orient Express LOD demolition fiasco. So basically what happened... Is, yeah, I, I was not caught. This is something that probably really only happened on, on Superstars. Superstars like, right? I, I don't think this leaked in a pay-per-view at all. No, maybe Gorilla and Bobby touched upon it on primetime. Yeah. But other than that, basically the shitty version of the Orient Express. Yeah, you know, with, with Hakushi's manager yeah, or whatever. Shinja, yeah. Sato, and uh, Tanaka, of course, were fighting the LOD, Quinn's favorite. Right. So then demolition interferes mm-hmm. so jack tunney now we clip to him in his like toronto office or whatever right and they they do note that there's some kind of connection it's because fuji manages both that this is like an unfair advantage yeah or something. exactly yeah. so tunney is all mad and he's like mr fuji sucks <laughs> basically yeah and demolition is now on probation yeah probation and only limited to two members effective immediately demolition is on probation furthermore Demolition will be limited to two and only two members. So basically, this is how they wrote off Axe or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tony is basically like, never fucking again is there going to be three. <laughs> he's so he's mad so about mad it. He's so mad about and by it. By the way, you notice he's not fat Tony here. He's already skinny. Yes. The difference between like 86 to 88 yeah. Tony and now is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight. He was Jack Tubby. And why is he allowed to do this? <laughs> like, like, how can he just say, like, these guys can't be friends anymore? Like... They weren't, like, officially wrestling matches where they were, like, it's three people. It's, <laughs> That's true. Like, he can't rule anything. Yeah, you're like, not friends anymore. Yeah, like, what? And, and just really want, they just follow? That's, like, what's annoying about it's it. It's very annoying, but Axe wanted out in real life, so... Yeah. That's a, another goofy way to write, write somebody out. That, Rick Rude, I mean, what is with this? Tony's just out of control in late 90. Yes, I mean, he, like you said, he just got done with Rick Rude yeah. I, and for stupid reasons. Yeah, making fun of someone's mom and now just interfering in a match. Yeah, I guess that weight he lost, he needs to throw it around somehow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was that's the line of the night, folks. Yeah. So Tony now 
continuing his ridiculous authority here, <laughs> instead of having Demolition face the LOD, right. now he's saying Mr. Fuji and the Orient Express are going to take on LOD. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on a second. Go ahead. He's mad at Demolition for doing three-on-two, right? So what does he do in retaliation? He books a three-on-two match. <laughs> Fuji was a wrestler. Like, well, I understand it was a while ago, but it it wasn't really. He wrestled at, like, WrestleMania, like, a year or two ago. Yeah, five, but yeah. he sucked. <laughs> I know, but Fuji I'm just... the Stooge I know, era. I'm just saying that, like, this is a punishment to LOD more than it is. I think it's a punishment to Fuji to make him wrestle though. No, he's devious and he knows he karate is. and stuff. He like does. this isn't hard for him. He knows all the martial arts. Right. I think. Exactly. That's According what Gorilla, to Gorilla says. says. Yeah. All of them. So anyway, <laughs> this is just a walk in the park for him. Yeah. And now we have a, um, let's walk the dog here because we get a very rare, unless you watch. Very. Yeah. Weird, yeah. Unless you watch the syndicated shows, which we couldn't, you know, right. back then, cause we weren't watching wrestling in 1990. Yeah. British Bulldog, because he did return in October of 90. Correct. So he was hot off his return. Yes, and it, it is very odd to see the British Bulldog in, like, his Savile Bar Trophy <laughs> British Bulldog mode in, like, yeah. 1990. 90. Like, that's really weird. It's weird, because this is only a... This is literally two days after Survivor Series, which he's not on. Yes, he's not on that. He's not at SummerSlam either. Right, I mean, exactly. He's, not even, he's nowhere to be found. He's nowhere to book. be found. And that's not to say he wasn't in the WWF earlier, but yeah. in this long hair, like, Bo Derek haircut or whatever. <laughs> or like, as Bobby would say, Whoopi Goldberg hairdo. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So he's fighting. This is also very strange. Paul Diamond, who in... Just yes. like a month or two would go on to replace Shinja <laughs> right. yeah. and become uh, the Kato. The Good Orient the Express. Good Orient or Express. Bad Company if you first saw them in ECW. Exactly. Good Orient Express, Bad Company. Right. Or it, AWA they were also Bad right, Company. Right. Yeah. And Paul Diamond is a, a decent wrestler. I mean, yeah, he's, no, he's, he's what made the second Orient Express good. Yeah, because Sato sucks. Yeah, he's so, really he's bad. He's so old. He, he should have been retired with Fuji. He's Judge Cheeto. Yeah, he, he is Judge Cheeto. <laughs> as you said <laughs> he should have been judge cheeto so during this very quick squash with uh, bulldog and diamond <laughs> vince brings up the gobbledygooker so here we go thank you quinn we can't escape this now yeah. <laughs> and piper verbatim i love the gobbledygooker <laughs> yes i love the gobbledygooker they will not stop talking about yeah, it like get- in this just this brief second yeah. like they're both like he is look he is so good and there's more coming yeah. so we get a lame insert promo with the bulldog and he's basically like oh thank you to my fans it's yeah horrible they, they brought me back or yeah something. i'm glad to be back woof woof crikey i'd like to thank all those fans for the great support they've always given me bulldog with hip toss and an arm lock piper says brother love is managing kane He's managing Kane, one of the biggest, most vicious people I have seen. First of all, here, <laughs> this this sheds some light on some things. That yes. this is definitely like taped before. So Wait. they're talking about the gobbledy. The, go back to the gobbledygooker first. Yes, go ahead. They're talking about the gobbledygooker before the fact. They were gunning on the gobbledygooker becoming like good. Yes, right? absolutely. They're already putting them over. Right. So, but to put this into context for you folks, it's well known that Superstars was taped like a few weeks at a time. Right. And a few weeks in advance from when it actually aired. Mm-hmm. Survivor Series was live on November 22nd, which is a Thursday. Yeah. This is the show that aired on November 24th, which right. is a Saturday. There is no way that <laughs> Vince and Roddy 
came into work the next day after Survivor Series, yeah. did all this post-production. Yeah, and green-screened in front green of the market square it, arena. Right. Finished the whole thing off, got it out to all the stations that have to air it. Right, you gotta put it in the can. Right. Literally. So this was probably done a couple of weeks earlier, I'd say, all this commentary. Probably, yeah. So they were already hedging their bets on the gobbledygooker yeah. being over. Yeah. Because Piper says at one point the kids loved it, which right. the crowd fucking booed the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And like the way they're talking about it, right? Uh-huh. And I know we this came up because of Kane the we'll Undertaker. We'll get to that too. Yeah. The way they're talking about it, like, I'm like, is he going to wrestle? Because the, the why, question. why else would you like keep talking about him? They are talking about this gobbledygooker thing in such reverent tones. Right? Like it was a big smash like it was, hit. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And um, now back to Kane. Kane. Now, now Kane, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> Kane. That's gotta is, be Kane. This is The Undertaker. That's that correct. He was originally known as Kane The Undertaker. Correct. Right? Yes. However, at the Survivor Series, he was just the Undertaker. Correct. But they had filmed this; they were still like he was Kane, the Undertaker, on the house shows right. or something, right? What basically his he had two matches taped, right? Before Survivor Series of 1990, right? November, I know this offhand, but believe it or not, November 19th and November 20th, right? Okay, he had two taped matches. Yes, yes. Finkel announced him at both matches as Kane, the Undertaker, right? When they hit. The syndication packages, I mm-hmm. think Undertaker's first one aired the week after this. Right. The announcers call him The Undertaker, but you can still hear Finkel saying Kane, The Undertaker. Right. Take a look. Kane, The Undertaker! And in this, they're like gung-ho, he's just king. They don't even say the words The Undertaker at this. Right. At all, folks. And now, just to take this back, because you're probably wondering, like, okay, so then Kane, the, right. the wrestler later on, was his brother. This is where I'm, like, weird, because, like, what were they going for, like, a Kane and Abel kind of thing? <laughs> and what was it, like, The Undertaker's, like, real name should probably be Abel then, right? So then he's Abel Undertaker, and, and it's Kane Undertaker, his brother, because they have to have the same last name, right? Right. What about Paul Bear. So actually, yeah, their actual real names, it's actually probably like Abel Bearer and Kane Bearer. Like, that would be their names. <laughs> this is the best worst theory yeah. I've ever heard. Because I, the only reason I'm banking on The Undertaker's name being like Abel is because his brother's Kane. Like, it's so obvious. Hey, I mean, like, it's true. Kane and Abel. Kane and Abel. Right. And it would not be beyond the WWF to sledgehammer you over the head with that type right. of imagery there. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised they didn't reveal The Undertaker's real name at any point. Like Mark, no, no, just that like just Mark because it, his brother's Kane, he's able. Well, I know he's able to wrestle. Okay, yeah. but anyway, in the meantime, a running power slam by the Bulldog gets a quick win. Quinn, you said to me, "Who gives a shit?" They're talking about Kane. Yeah, I, again, like we don't care about this match because they're talking about the Undertaker. I guess that the, <laughs> yeah, kid, the kids are probably like confused as hell at home. By the way. Like Kane. They, seriously, they're like they keep saying Kane, but they don't say the Undertaker. Yeah, I know. So it's like, what are you thinking when you're a child, like watching? Like, who is this Kane? Like, they keep saying he made his debut at Survivor Series with the that's, Million Dollar that's Man. A great point. But like, I they said the Undertaker. So that's a good point because nothing. This is the first thing to air after Survivor Series. Right. You would be like, who is this? Did I miss something? I, I got to rent that Coliseum video to find out. <laughs> and they would also be like, why do they keep talking about the gobbledygooker? That sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that. It's like, I don't remember people cheering for that. <laughs> so we get the event center with Sean Mooney. 
<laughs> right. And he's hyping the big Boston Garden show. There's going to be a ton of mega matches, he says, Quinn, on December 8th. Oh, tell me about From the them. Garden. You want to know? Yeah. Tugboat versus Dino Bravo. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. That sounds like a dream match on, like, a Coliseum video where, like, the fans write in, like, I want this match. <laughs> Tugboat versus Dino Bravo. You got it, kid. And it's, like, this crap that was filmed over at the Boston Gardens or something. <laughs> That's probably exactly right. Uh, the Hart Foundation tag champs defend against the power and glory, as and, Mooney yeah, says. Or sour and gory, as I call them. As Hawk says. Yeah. Big Boss Man takes on Barbarian, which actually sounds decent. That's probably uh, okay. And Earthquake, believe it or not, takes on Hulk Hogan. Still. So Scott was right. Scott I mean, this right. is the gift that kept on giving, this is, is what December. he said. This yeah, they're, they're like, hey, this is Fuck working. It, let's yeah. just do it. People are paying for this. Like... <laughs> Quinn, uh, Bossman gives a promo with his stupid hat on. Yeah, remember how he's a cop? <laughs> like he's he's in front of like jail bars, but he's got like the cop shield, I guess, <laughs> yeah, or something. I Why do they never get this right? <laughs> and also, you have a problem with the way he doesn't put his hat all the way on his head. Yeah, it's never like he wears it wrong. Like if you have a hat, make it fit tight. Like why you have all that extra space up there? He says Barbarian's going to serve hard time, etc. Yeah, and what is he going to do? Arrest him? <laughs> like he's not a cop. He's the guy at the at the prison yeah. that guards them. Like that's, he doesn't arrest anybody. That's true. Yeah. Why do they never get that right? Right. I don't get it. It's insane. <laughs> He's not a police officer. Yeah. He's a prison guard. Yeah. They're already in jail. Right. <laughs> you don't arrest them. He's not an officer. You don't like, read them your rights. Yeah. They've already been read their rights. Yeah. They've already gone to court probably and been convicted. Right. They They've, know all about the justice system. Yes. There's no point of him educating us on that. And what kind of fucking prison guard beats up prisoners for no reason? Well, he, he was a heel. That's why well, Nails was all mad at him. Right, because those from his heel days. Right? 85 or yeah. something, yes. <laughs> anyway, we get a Dino Bravo promo. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> I don't want this. At least he doesn't look weird yet. Yeah. Like, he didn't become like a beaver or, or a something hamster, yeah. after he smoked the illegal cigarettes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For no reason whatsoever, he name drops Hulk Hogan. Yeah, like, he's like, Earthquake, or whatever. Tugboat. Tug, sorry, Tugboat. Yeah, yeah, Hulk Hogan won't be able to protect you. Like, what the... Like, you're gonna beat up Hulk Hogan. You're Dino Bravo! Get out of here! Like, he you suck! Like, so we get our next match here. This is an interesting one. Yeah. Continuing the theme of, like, very interesting jobbers, right? Reno? Yeah. Paul Diamond? Right. So we get Rick the Model Martel. Now, this is the era where Martel's on the downturn because he's got the straight hair again. Yeah, once he had the straight hair, he didn't have the puffy hair anymore. That was the puffy hair was during the push. Yeah, in, in earlier ninety. And then you get the straight hair where he wears like feathers or some yeah. crap, and, like, and the purple tights. Yeah, and a beret. Yeah, and the blazer. Yeah, he looks like an idiot. <laughs> but this is the most interesting part, Quinn. Who is he facing? Uh, Shaska Watley, Pistol, Pistol Pez. Pez. Yeah, what? I yeah. I vaguely in the recesses of my mind, I think I knew that Pez jobbed for them sometimes. But what? This is weird because Pistol Pez. From my understanding, was even as early as a year to two years ago, like an actual person. Yeah, like on like WCW, like not yeah. a jobber. Yeah, definitely. It, At least during the end of the Crockett days, right? Right. He had a what's his head? That guy I don't like. Paul, Paul Jones. Paul Jones. Paul Salami. Yeah. What were yeah. you gonna say? I don't. I Paul. I Paul. What's his name? Is what I was gonna say because I couldn't remember. You but, could pick one. Ellering. Yeah. <laughs> Jones. It could have been any of them. But the point is, is that he wasn't a jobber. 
and he's no. referred to as Pez Watley here, and they know who he is. Like yeah, Vince is like, he's a good wrestler. Yeah, like <laughs> what? And they, like they're they're almost acting like, oh, he's not going to push around Pez Watley. Yeah, but he's what? a big jobber. Referee is Joey Morella, the yeah. best ref in my opinion. Of course, he is. He's awesome. And Jake in his sunglasses. I guess he was looking at the eclipse a few weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> uh, this is so stupid because, <laughs> like, what is he threatening him with? He can't see. He's just like, I'm gonna get you. Know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know a Jake. You know a Jake promo. How does he know he's wrestling? Like, if this is supposed to be like live, yeah, and sure. Favor or uh-huh. whatever. Like, how does he know? Like, is somebody? Does somebody tell him? Oh. He's wrestling right now. What is he like calling the match? <laughs> like in in the like back room yeah. because he can't hear Vince. Because how is he going to hear that? Oh, exactly. Right. How is he going to hear Vince? Now, as Martel throws Pez to the outside and dicks around, Quinn complains about how crappy this Jake Rick Martel feud actually it was. It could have been so much better because okay, so they go for this blind thing, right? This yes. was that horrible, right? Right. Why not this? Jake had Cheryl Roberts right, and the first time when Rick Rude you know, did all that stuff. She slapped him and she didn't like Rick Rude, right? But because he's a model and he wears arrogance and it's so sexy or whatever, right? He actually, it works and he gets Cheryl Roberts and it's like Jake like fighting with the guy who stole his wife. Like that's a way better feud. So instead of a blindfold match, right? They're fighting over someone stealing someone's wife. They could have had a Miss Elizabeth moment at WrestleMania Seven with the other Miss Elizabeth. That way. would have overshot. Yeah, that, I know. That, I'm that just kidding, worked. but like, but I, I get your point. That's yeah. not a bad idea. So by the way, Pez is kind of all fat, but uh, he does manage a nice drop kick. Then he misses another. Martel quickly, quickly, quickly right. puts him away at the Boston Crab. Then he grabs his big cartoon can of arrogance and gloats <laughs> yeah. with it. He's like, "Ah, oh, look what I have." What if, What is that thing <clears throat> called again? That the Atomizer. An atomizer, yeah. Yes. It's, it's a, like, what is this, 20s? Yeah, I know. Like, it's like, it, I love how goofy it is. Yeah. It's so comical. It's gigantic. Right. They did, hadn't even been using atomizers <laughs> like that in like 80 years or something. <laughs> like, this is like so old. This is from like the Great Gatsby era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, there's a weird promo, I swear. <laughs> it's basically Vince saying, come see wrestling. Yeah. He's like, it's entertaining. It's really good. It's really great. It's yeah, awesome. It's literally a promo of just like a ton of of shit like happening like yeah. at wrestling events it's like it's the greatest wrestling come again you have to come please come like that's what, like, that's what it like feels like by the end of it yes like by the end of like the 15 second spot fast and furious by foot and thrilling it's action and reaction strong strange wild and it's not to any specific thing either. Right. Just like, just please like us. Which goes to show, again, what Scott's told us is that over the years, as we got into 91, 92, like the, the who shows, the who shows were going down, which is why it didn't matter what Hogan Flair drew on the house show circuit. Exactly. They should have just done that. Should have just done it anyway. Yeah. But anyway, we have our next match here, and this is, this is kind of funny. It's Dustin Rhodes right. with the American Dream music and with the actual American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. He's facing Black Demon, who is probably someone we know. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't look it up. What a weird thing, because first of all, Black Demon looks like Black Scorpion. Maybe they were poking at it, because yeah. that had just happened. It Maybe might they were have been. Like, he them. looks exactly like him, and it's Dustin, of course. 
not yeah. du- but I mean still WCW people. Yeah. Like maybe they were just poking a little fun at WCW. Just very yeah. subtle, just stupid thing, you know? Yeah. Referee is Mark Yeaton. I guess he's taking a break from keeping time. Yeah. So I hope someone is timing these matches. He's keeping ref. <laughs> I don't know. Dustin's pretty crappy still. He's pretty he's, green. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's learning. He's but like they, a big doofy kid is what he looks right, like. Right. But it, it it does feel like they're pushing him a little too much for what he is. Yeah. Like exactly. it's like, oh, it's Dusty's son. He's so good. Who cares? And he'd be gone in two months. Right. And he didn't he didn't really do much. And this is kind of where he started. He debuted in eighty eight somewhere. I don't remember. If you not, know folks, let us know. Not WCW. But he was no. in WCW by like ninety one, right? Ninety one or ninety two, definitely, yeah. yes. And he yeah. had a decent run there. Yeah. And then Goldust changed his career forever for the better. Right. But he's nothing here. Big vertical suit play by Goldust there. Mm-hmm. And then we get this is funny. An insert promo with DiBiase in his black suit. Yes. And, and Virgil Quinn. Yes, Virgil's got the black, you know, his servant attire or yeah, whatever. Like the, but when does he ever wear that? He never, he's like matching DiBiase. It's so strange. Because he had been wearing the purple one since 87, right? Right. You had the best, the best comic when you said this feud, the DiBiase yes. roads, is based on nothing other than DiBiase being a jerk for no reason. Right. You may say, well, he stole Sapphire, right? For no but reason. He, first of all, before that even happened, he just started being a dick to him for, like, literally no reason. He's just like, I'm rich, you're a fat slob. Right. Like, that was the feud. He, Dusty was in a feud with the Macho Man, yeah. and all of a sudden, DiBiase strolls in and is like, oh, you poor guy, I hate you. <laughs> like, like, why? I don't know. It's in DiBiase's character, though, isn't right, it? Kind yeah. of, just to be like, <laughs> yeah. you suck. Yeah, it makes no <laughs> sense at all. Like, he just picked a fight. Just because. Just because he just wanted because- he wanted to yeah. he had nothing he had nothing else to do right jake already kicked his ass and they thought the sapphire thing would make it all serious now but it just like <laughs> instead of this like made dusty sad or something and then like it's like oh, i'll bring my son in i'm done yeah. Like, like, yeah i miss sapphire no never mind here's dustin yeah so anyway a bulldog by dustin gets the win back to mooney who warns us to get the hell of that box office for the boston garden show uh-huh. and then we get a hulk hogan promo he says oh god this <laughs> This is so bad. People can't believe how good he is after Earthquake like farted on him. Remember yeah. that when Earthquake like killed him in May? Right, yeah. He's like, I'm so good. People can't believe how good I am. Yeah, like him recovering from the injury is like this miraculous thing. <laughs> it's been like six months. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> like, no one cares anymore. They can't believe that I'm healthy enough to be putting down the freeway on my Y God, man. Hogan says Hulkamania ruled the 80s, and by God, it's going to rule the 90s. He kind of ruled the 90s in a way, I he guess. He still was yeah. one of the biggest wrestling names yeah. in the 90s. Him and, like, Stone Cold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Then he adds, this is where he adds the fourth demandment. Which, which I totally forgot about yeah, this. I was, did. I thought, I thought this at first was, like, where the Hulk Hogan helmet thing or whatever. That's from 88. Uh, sorry. <laughs> helmet. That Remember thing. with the fist yeah, on the it? War yeah. bonnet, they yeah, called the it. War bonnet. So we've, not only do we have uh, saying your prayers, taking your vitamins, and, uh, drinking your milk what is it what is it believing <laughs> in yourself training yes and then we have believing in yourself yeah. so you can get whatever you want you right. know like a new contract at wcw yes you believe it you can get it <laughs> and creative control yeah <laughs> so he wants to groom this new generation of hulkamaniacs quinn what is he a teacher <laughs> like is professor he a, hogan professor hogan and what is like grooming a hulkamaniac entail i don't know but i don't really want to be involved apparently in he didn't groom them well because by the time he got to 94 they were all booing him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he sucked. <laughs> so another thing he's going to do, this is a very Hogan-esque promo yeah. for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. He's going to body slam Earthquake in Boston yeah. and break the earth open. 
Right. So like he did to Andre and then you remember yeah. how like he slammed Andre right and Fell then the like floor. the Atlantic Ocean like started caving in or something right. and then Donald Trump got, got sucked on his in. back. As my next two opponents fall to the ocean floor and I pin them, so will Donald Trump and all the Hulkamaniacs. Right, and then yeah. Hogan swam after Donald Trump, and he told him to leave the wife in and the, the materialistic, materialistic possessions. possessions. <laughs> and then he, he swam and backstroked his way to safety and saved Trump. Just hang on to the largest back in the world, and I'll dog paddle us, backstroke all of us to safety. Oh, I thank you, Hulk Hogan! We get our next match here. It is the Legion of Dump yep. versus Kent Carlson. And here's another one. Another notable jobber. Yes. Black Bart. Yes. And I know to you, first of all, I have no desire to see LLD. <laughs> and, and second of all, why the hell is Black Bart here? Like, <laughs> He's what? just there sometimes. Yeah. I don't know why. Anyway, so Hannibal gets a power slam. Vince again brings up the gobbledygooker. Piper again uh, goes on and on about how good it was. Yes. It, stop it. Just stop. It, it wasn't good. It wasn't good whether you thought it was. This shows Vince thought it would be good. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> and we went over that yeah. plenty already. Doomsday Device gets the win as a vendor holds up <laughs> a giant thing of cotton yeah, candy. Well, that sucked. It did suck. Yeah. LOD really is. They're fine for what they are on the NWA. They, yeah. they weren't like it didn't matter. No, they by didn't this matter point, here. we had demolition. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. And of course, they screwed demolition all up. Right. Ugh. That's stupid. I didn't care yeah, for LOD. I, I feel like the WWF didn't succeed as greatly as they had hoped with LOD. As right. I think demolition was their cash cow, ultimately, not the LOD. It was. And yeah. demolition, honestly, when you think of WWF, mm-hmm. is much more fondly remembered. Now, in wrestling in general, I get it. You know, yeah. Road Warriors, big deal. Right. I, I totally understand. We got our feature match here. Yeah. This, some feature. I'm surprised we're getting a feature match on Superstars, to be honest. That's rare. It's usually just Jobber City. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then you'll get a yeah. feature, right? But yeah. not all the time. And yeah. this one's Tito. Tito Santana. Right. Versus the heel version of Sergeant Slaughter. Already, <laughs> already with General Adnan. We'll get to that. Yeah. Quinn, you said to me, they use Tito a lot to show people that, like, Slaughter, in this case, isn't shitty. Right. Yeah. They do that all the time because Tito is like, well, he was the Intercontinental Champion and, like, a tag champion. Like, recently yep. like yep like he's no slouch right like that's the guy the barbarian got to beat yeah he's the ultimate jobber to the stars he is he's one of the best ones they had at yeah, that and time he, they would actually have him win too like so they they would do things like have tito win a bunch of jobber matches mm-hmm. and then lose to some guy yeah, that's like, the way to do it yeah he was past his like point of like ever being a big yeah. star again i'm sure like three weeks after the superstar tito beat reno riggins yeah probably like, right yeah. just to make sure that okay he's still around yeah Referee is Danny Davis with long sleeves. Yep. So continuing we, that theory. Yep. There it is. <laughs> and Adnan cuts like a promo thing. You know, yeah, 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 that whole stuff. I don't want to be offensive, but yeah, I have no, no but idea what he's saying. That's literally what he did. I, I that's how it sounds. But the best part, and I know they're doing this on purpose yeah, to, to funny. be funny, and yeah. it is, and maybe at the time it wouldn't have been, but after he does that, Sar- Sergeant Slaughter's just like, and that's an order. Yeah. <laughs> like we're supposed to understand what Adnan just said. And now Vince says Adnan is linked to Saddam Hussein, he thinks. There's okay. a rumor. I ask you this question after this. If he's a general for Iraq, right? Yeah, because he's Why general. the hell is he here right now? <laughs> Aren't they, like, fighting a war? With like, Kuwait, don't, yes. Don't they need, like, all hands on deck? They're trying to tell me that Saddam Hussein was like, you know how we could really get those americans <laughs> let's send general adnan to like command over this 
ex-American wrestler <laughs> to beat up Hulk Hogan. Like, because Hulk Hogan, he's America. He is America, though, Quinn. <sighs> <laughs> it's just funny because Vince is like, oh, there's there's rumors that he's linked to Saddam Hussein. Well, no shit. If he's a general in the army, then yeah. of course he is. Well, that's the other stupid thing, <laughs> yeah. too. But, I mean, my point is he shouldn't even be here. No! Yeah. What is, a general of what? It should, like, after the war was over, they should have just been like, oh, he, like, he's a, claiming asylum or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, he's running away from the battlefield right so anyway this is very much a coliseum video style match oh yeah no doubt interestingly enough quinn we noted if this match were held like a year from now right when tito was el matador the conclusion would be a little less obvious yeah i I mean it would be like el mantador or something he might have a shot yeah and slaughter was kind of out the door by that point he was poop he he sucked remember like at wrestlemania 8 he's like in some weird like a bunch of people match yeah Yeah, it's like and he's just an afterthought he literally was the main event of the previous year (laughs) like the champion of the world (laughs) it's true he was and he's just some goof like big goof yeah in 92 adnan breaks up a two count behind davis's back piper freaks out He hates this. Like he, he hates Sword He's Slaughter. like such a patriot, even though he's from Canada or something, right? Piper, yeah. yeah. Well, kayfabe from Scotland. Right, yeah. <laughs> even though he's Canadian. Big patriot. <laughs> and Quinn, you said to me like about Piper freaking out, you're like, he just poked his ass with the flag. Big deal. Yeah, I know. They're acting like he really got him. <laughs> he stabbed him yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Get a very crabby back suit play by Slaughter, and then the camel clutch gets the win. Right. And I still don't understand. I don't get why you don't. Okay, listen. Slaughter's finishing move before and after this was the Cobra clutch, right. which is a million-dollar dream. Same thing. Right. Three-quarter Nelson sleeper, I think it is. Mm-hmm. He switches to a camel clutch here. What's your question? Why did he switch to a camel okay. clutch? Because his character is essentially the Iron Sheik at this point. But so, Iran and Iraq are not I the get same it. thing. No, I get it. But they don't care. Wrestling like, fans it, are stupid? Yeah, basically. Just chalk okay. it up to that. Wrestling fans are stupid. Because remember, Slaughter has the pointy boots later. They're just equating things that Iron Sheik did and to then, Sergeant Slaughter. And, and then Sheik comes in and right, joins him. And he's just actually with him. We're not supposed to know the, like, history of, like, Iraq and Iran's feud or we're whatever. We're dumb wrestling fans, yeah. right? They're yeah. just, they're bad people. Right. There's oil over there. Right. And we're at war with somebody. They're kind of next to each other, so yeah, it's they, like... They almost spelled the same. So they have the same <laughs> wrestling moves. That's, like, what all we're supposed to know. Okay. I understand, and man. we said from the beginning, this is for children. Like, they don't really know the <laughs> Iran-Iraq feud from, like the, That's eight, true. like, the 80s or whatever. That's a good point. Okay, I'll give you that. Slaughter ties Santana up in the ropes, tosses Davis over the ropes and out of the ring, and then cuts a very racist promo on Santana. Like, seriously. Oh, my God. This is insane. He's, like, I, this is ridiculous. It's it's actually a little too close to home for what's going on right, in the world right now. What's going on in the world today, yeah. He yells at all the Irish, Italian, and Spanish people in the crowd. And I go, what is this, 1890s? He's like, he, Irish. Like, what, what the hell? <laughs> that hasn't been a concern in this country for, like, a long time. Yeah, I know. And then Slaughter says to salute the Iraqi flag. So for, for his first rant is how Santana is not an American. Right. And he's going on and on about how everyone is a foreigner and sucks. And then he's like, salute the Iraqi flag. Right. What? Tito spits at the flag instead of doing anything. Yeah, and then, that gets big pop, by it the does. way. Yeah, that like, gets a huge pop. Then Slaughter hits him in the balls with the pole a few times. Right. And then Duggan makes the save. This is so good. Everyone's this, all happy. This is so good. He swings his two by four all over the place, chases them out of the yeah. ring, breaks up the Iraqi yeah. flag, stomps on it, gets on the mic, and then 
cuts a very liberal promo. Yeah, something about like we're a melting pot. Yeah, folks, melting you know, like, pot. Like it's like some Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> like, and, and I, I just say like Democrat Duggan. And yeah, I look around here and I see many different people of many different colors. The only thing is, I don't quite remember him being like that a couple of years earlier. Uh, I he? mean, he's the biggest xenophobe of yeah, them all. Yeah, like, exactly. He wasn't exactly embracing the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, but they were never like portrayed as like they wanted to be here. They were like guests like trying <laughs> to like beat us up. Remember when Sheik and Duggan smoked the crack? Yeah, smoked that crunk. <laughs> this is a great segment. For it's, wh- it's really good, actually. It's actually like, is. It, it hits all the right notes. It makes you feel very patriotic yep. if you're American. So Duggan's music plays and Quinn just as I have mentioned yeah. with the Duggan era from Raw that right. we were talking about. You stomp around the room. I had to. I, this is a moment. I, this was a big moment for me, this Duggan scene. I know. Antlers Barbarian with Bobby Heenan versus uh, Jeff Kramer. Yes. Uh, it's like Seinfeld all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised Jeff Kramer didn't like do the Kramer entrance, <laughs> like slides down the entranceway. You know, Jerry. <laughs> Referee Danny Davis again. Boss man insert promo again. He says nothing. Yes. And hey. You had a great question about boss man. Yeah. How thin skinned is this guy? Like mama jokes. And he's like, oh, this is the worst <laughs> thing in the world. I'm going to kill you, Bobby the Brain Eden. Like he's so mad at him. Isn't he a prison guard? Hasn't he seen much worse? Bobby said it. Well, Bobby is a jerk. Yeah, but he's not like a prisoner. Like True. those are he's not like a tough guy or anything. No, not at all. Why would you care? Barbarian kills Cosmo Kramer here in two seconds with the flying clothesline. Right. Back to Mooney. Go to Boston, damn it. That's yeah, the point of this. Just go. Just go. You better go. Just go. Yeah. The brother of love, as he says, yeah. <laughs> and Rick Bartell, give a strange promo, but we do get a brother snake mention. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite, brother snake. Brother model. <laughs> brother model. Yeah. What a loving human being you are indeed, brother model. And right here in the Boston Gardens, we're going to show all of Boston. We're going to show you, brother snake. Then we get a hearts promo. This one's funny because Brett is so testy. Yeah, and he's so fat, too. He, he looks uh, like steroid bloat. Yeah. yeah. But he's so like, you know, yeah. I don't like the power and glory. Yeah, of course. The- <laughs> and Anvil is just Anvil. You right, know? Yeah. yeah, baby. <laughs> Basically. Next week, Quinn. We get Brother Love Show with Jim Dugan. The, okay. The, Brother Dugan. The, cra- <laughs> the crappy Orient Express. Of course. Tugboat. Uh, Texas Tornado. Where's my foot? <laughs> Kane. Who's that? I don't I don't know who that is because they didn't they messed up. And the gobbledygooker set for action next week, I guess. <laughs> is he gonna wrestle? Like why are they keeping he's gonna be here, right? <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> he doesn't wrestle. Well, Quinn, that's that show. Yeah. yeah. Overall, you said it at the beginning, and I will tend to agree with you the whole way through. That is how you do this. Yes. Was it stupid? Absolutely. Yes, ridiculous. Did it matter? Not at all. Probably not. Did you get to see a bunch of guys in a short amount of time? And do their special moves? Yes. yes. And that is what these Cindy's were all about. Right. This is this is just how you do it. And you know, 
I said to you after this, I could, I would have gladly just like watched whatever the next the episode. next one was, yeah, because yeah, it, it was coming up on YouTube. I know, like, and we yeah. would have seen the gobbledygooker not wrestle it or, been or great. whatever. Maybe he does wrestle. I don't remember. <laughs> like so, let's say uh, this is probably on the higher echelon as far as entertainment value of things we've watched. Right? This yes, is fine. I mean, this yeah, is good. I, you probably could hear like the joy in our voices, like yes. reviewing this. Like every now and then, I like to do like a, this is just a fun review. Yes, I was surprised that you wanted to go with this. I thought you wanted to go with something a little more obscure no it, it was time for some comfort all right yeah because every wwf thing we've done has been terrible lately. yeah it's like i just wanted to go somewhere where you know like it's stupid but it's fun yep. and like we could tell people this is good and watch it exactly like, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And folks, we obviously, as always, thank you for coming here to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for spending your Labor Day with us. We hope you have a good rest of your day and a good rest of your week. Quinn, we're going to be back next week, of course, yes, with we are. more hot retro wrestling topics. Oh, very hot. <laughs> and live. And live, of course. As always, feel free to reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. Go to the Facebook group and talk it up and go to the suggestion box and let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about and of course leave us an itunes review would you yeah we love them we love them and we will see you next week everybody see ya It's a huge problem. Thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac! Where is it?